Ooh, it's only a couple days after Halloween. So what better way to celebrate than to talk about the spooky season two of Stranger Things. We got all that plus, of course, a whole bunch more on a scary Demogorgon edition of the review. Review! God. Welcome to the 3D Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the max extreme. That's in the upside down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Beat that. I'm uh, JT Bob the Superhero 3K. I think we broke even there. All right. Uh, today we are going all over Stranger Things 2. All over it. All over it. Hot Netflix hit. Hot. What do we think? That's what you tuned in to find out. Yeah. Before we do that, we're going to beat around the bush and talk about the, some pop, things pop. <laughs> that you don't care about at all. Of course not. This is all the stuff that you just kind of play in the background while you're jerking off. <laughs> this is going to be the dull noise that yep. you just hear at work for a little bit yep. until it finally gets the like, review. They might say something I care about, but until then, I'm just going to keep whacking my pud. That's right. We get how podcasts work. Yeah. And we know that people usually masturbate for an hour at a time, <laughs> right. which is why this segment usually lasts about an hour. That's right. Stamina. We're just building yeah. your stamina. Yeah, we're getting you ready for the for the one, <laughs> right. the one that you're gonna marry. Right. Where it's like I gotta make sure I hold out. Yeah, so yeah. she's like, tonight's like, the night. Tonight's the night. I put all that practice <laughs> right into work. You're welcome. You're welcome. Maybe tonight you make it to my news. Maybe this time you make it to, you know, it's done. Oh we God. are hoping that you can outlast. The whole segment, maybe even. Oh my god. What a hero. Keep trying. What a hero you Keep would be. Keep trying. <laughs> Strive to be better. Bigger, faster, That's longer. That's all we ask. That's all Stronger. we ask. Whatever it is. Uh, first bit of news, JT. Brett Ratner's. Uh, oh, yeah. The Rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his Hugh Hefner biopic is now Dead in the water. I wonder why, Troy. <laughs> Would you like to enlighten the uh, people as of maybe why? Uh, because he's in the same boat as probably half of Hollywood at this point. <laughs> uh, are you talking about Brett Ratner or Hugh Hefner? Because even as a dead man, Hugh Hefner's coming off as a creep. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty sure I had his creepy moments, yes. <laughs> you mean buying a burial plot next to Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, even though she hated him? <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Oops! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't uh, actually hear about uh, Brett Ratner, to be honest. It doesn't well, know, surprise had, me at I know, all. I think he had, like, 
two or three allegations thrown at him. So his is more like, uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there, like, a video out there where he calls, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, a fire crotch or something? Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I think that is allegedly true. <laughs> and by allegedly, it was filmed by TMZ. <laughs> Yes, yes, there you have it. So, Brett Ratner, the rat, uh, dropping that biopic of Hugh Hefner. What's Jared, Le- What's Jared Leto going to do now? Probably one of the other 14 projects he's connected to. <laughs> That's right. So, join him in uh, some other news we'll probably bring up later. Or not. He will be in the later news. <laughs> uh JT, last week or the week before, you offhandedly asked, what about that Shazam movie? They got a guy for Shazam? Yeah. News broke. We got a Shazam. Heard it. The Big Red Cheese will be played by none other. Big Red Cheese? Yeah, that's a stupid nickname he has. That's an actual nickname? That's for Shazam, the Big Red Cheese? Yeah. What the I I didn't write it. I don't like it, but it's... Uh... The more you say about Shazam, it sounds very little kiddish. It, well, it was made for kids. <laughs> yeah, but like toddler-esque. Like Teletubby-esque. <laughs> no, it does not. It doesn't skew that young. But sounds it was right. made for kids. About a kid's gr- fantasy of gr- becoming a superhero. I mean, come on. Come on. With a talking tiger... And a powerful uncle. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I got a, a sh- powerful, creepy uncle. Maybe during your news, I'll look up a picture of the entire Marvel family to show you how lame it got in like the Jesus. 50s and where all that oh stuff. Uh, but yeah, the new Shazam, or the only <laughs> Shazam, is going to be played by Zachary Levi. Chuck! Of Chuck! <laughs> The, the lovable Chuck! <laughs> Apparently he was also one of the Warriors 3 in Thor The Dark World. He was the... The, uh... I don't know, the, one of the guys with the thin little sword. The nah, I didn't here. really give a shit about Thor The Dark World. I thought it was okay. I think people shit on it a little too hard. I thought it was fine. Mm. It didn't suck. But regardless, I didn't know, even know he was in that movie. I didn't even know that actor was replaced, to be honest. I barely remember that movie exists. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of zipping around at the end. <laughs> and a fake out of losing an arm, I think, at one point. Man, I remember a lot of that movie. I'll tell you what. Uh, but anyway, Zachary that Levi. That good, huh, Troy? That good? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Zachary Levi is Shazam! Shazam! Uh, what, uh, what do you think about uh, Zachary Levi? I mean, I'm sure they'll mold him into whatever they want him to look like. Yeah. I thought it was a very out-of-nowhere catch. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely caught me off guard, but I can see him playing, like, especially if he's supposed to be a kid who becomes... A superhero, I can see him having more of like a childlike demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since he plays a blithering idiot in Chuck. 
I've never <laughs> seen an episode of Chuck ever. I remember I was like, I think I watched the first two seasons of it. And then there was like a season where he's just like out of nowhere, just becomes a secret agent. Yeah, doesn't like the. And it kind of like ruins. It kind of like kills all of the charm about it, where he's like. Or he's just like a guy with all this knowledge who doesn't know what he's doing, and then in the end he's like, well, no, I'm a super, I'm a super spy. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now I don't even care. <laughs> Didn't, like, uh, the first season of that, he's kind of like a bumbling tech guy, right? Yeah. And he, like, gets well, himself in a crazy situation. The whole thing is, like, he looks, he looks into, like, a hard drive that, like, will scan its information into your brain. Uh-huh. And then he does, that happens, and then the hard drive breaks, and then, like... The FBI needs him for the knowledge that was on that hard disk, but then he still ends up wa- still winds up at all of the missions, which makes no sense because he would be pretty <laughs> he'd be pretty important to not have to put him in life or death situations, huh. but he still ends up in them. Huh. I don't know. All I right. watched like the first two seasons of. It. I thought it was all right. I liked it until he became like a secret agent out of nowhere, and then I'm like, well. Now it just kills all the charm about it. Come on, Chuck. Fuck Chuck. Fuck Chuck. Uh, so anyway, I yeah, I thought it was weird, but if they... I mean, if you had some weird, great audition that they're looking for, like, off-the-wall casting usually pays off. Yeah, because, you know, DC always does those really good ideas. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> Heath Ledger was also a DC pick. Everyone didn't wasn't, like, a huge fan of him. He ended up being a great Joker. Well, we'll see then. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. Lately, haven't been really on point. <laughs> Wonder Woman was good. I feel like that's an asterisk, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone will be like, DC movies suck. And then there's always that asterisk, except Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of DC movies, JT, I have a list of every DC movie that's in the works that was just announced this year. Christ. <laughs> so... The newest one being Deathstroke, starring Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Uh, directed by Gareth Evans. Yeah. Who directed the Raid movies. Yes. Brought that up last week. Yes. So that's the newest one. Um, yes. After more consideration, I would be more into seeing it, I think. Mostly from the director standpoint. Yeah. He made the Raid, which are bitchin' martial arts movies oh yeah and deathstroke is a martial artist so we'll see i'm warming up to the idea i still think it's an odd choice to have a solo film deathstroke's a villain yeah i know well now he's lately in all the media that he's in he's turned more into like an anti-hero yeah i know Every good villain they ever have turns into an anti-hero, which then ruins everything, because then they have to make another fucking villain that usually sucks. No shit. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, there's also a Harley Quinn and Joker movie starring Jared Leto and oh, good. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, they're reprising both the roles. Maybe uh, Jared Leto won't be as mad about this one, because maybe he'll be in it. <laughs> and maybe make any sense. Oh, fucking Christ. If it's anything like those deleted scenes that I saw from Suicide Squad, <laughs> this movie's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> I never went and saw those. Oh my god. There's just one... There's just one where, like, they're... Where, like, she's not even, like, Harley Quinn. It's, she's just, like, the doctor chick still, and uh-huh. it's like... 
so bad. It's like the kind of shit that like someone writes where it sounds good in your head. And then oh, you yeah. say it out loud and you're like, oh, <laughs> well, that didn't sound good. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Won't we? Uh, Margot Robbie's pretty hot right now, as well as Jared Leto. So maybe they're just the names alone will be a pull for the uneducated viewer. Do you really want them to be a pull for this movie, though? No. Do you really? No, I don't. Because I'm not a huge fan of either one. But I don't know. Like, I didn't mind Jared Leto in 2049. I thought he was okay. In fact, he was kind of intriguing. And one of my things I'm going to bring up later is also starring Margot Robbie, which I think looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's also for a Harley Quinn and Joker movie, which fell flat for me. I didn't really like Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Everyone else nutted over her, and I didn't think she was all that <laughs> great. I'm not a Harley Quinn fan. Sue me. Come at me, internet, you dumb bitch of the internet. <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> uh, speaking of Joker, there's also a Joker origin movie yeah. that was announced uh, with Todd Phillips from the Hangover movies yeah. uh, directed... Or being the director. Which is supposed to be, like, not even connected to the universe at all, right? Right. And they're trying to get <laughs> Martin Scorsese to produce? What are you doing? I love, yeah, they have that, and they also have that Batman movie that's not going to be connected to the universe at all either. I don't even know what's going on with that. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about a Batman movie, for because it's not on my list. Spoilers. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it falls in that slate. Somewhere. <laughs> Uh, there's also a Nightwing movie that's going to be some, some, somewhere in the lineup. Got no info on that other than there's going to be a Nightwing movie. This is going to be a bunch of shit no one's going to care about. I know, because they're all like secondary characters. Yeah. Everyone, the mass audience just wants to see Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, like with Marvel, it was like once they started getting to the secondary characters no one gave a shit about, They already Marvel already had a name for itself in terms of good movies, so people were willing to give it a shot. Well, not even that. Like, they started with the secondary characters. Yeah. Like, well, I've heard of Iron Man, and I've heard of Thor, and I've heard of Captain America. I've at least heard about them. Like, right. I wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those where it's like, who's that? But it was but like, yeah, but they where... didn't have their big heavy hitters. They didn't have Spider Man. They didn't have the X Men. Yeah. They didn't have something else. Forgotten now. But, but they had enough of a name to themselves where I was like, well, I'll see what it's like. And then. Everything was good enough to where they built off that reputation. And then they then they branched out into even weirder stuff, weirder obscure stuff from yeah, there. Right. DC is just trying to go whole hog. Yeah, they're just <laughs> trying to this. basically like predict like this is gonna get this, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Right. Then they're gonna keep coming, and it's gonna be this is gonna be good. Like. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily okay. I don't necessarily agree that DC go has to do the Marvel formula of doing like franchise movies first because like i felt like they could just do a justice league movie and they're famous enough or like their characters are well known enough that everyone would probably be on board yeah i think that would have been fine like well that's pretty much what they're doing they're not really they did like they did like a superman and they did but then they did that bvs which was pretty much just them being like who cares <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> And then they're reeling from it ever since. Um, yeah. 
there's also going to be a Batgirl movie with Joss Whedon being attached to that. He pitched that like forever ago. Yeah. Well, at least early this year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see about that. Joss Whedon also in maybe a little bit of hot water. <laughs> what? Him didn't, too? Didn't you? That was like a, a few months ago. Didn't you hear that he was like well, using his position to like... Um, I thought I heard Come some on stuff to, like, from. Chicks. I thought I heard him some stuff from like his ex-wife, which that was kind of be taken with a grain of salt because they they were just getting a divorce. Oh, maybe that was what I'm thinking <laughs> of then. You know, with all of it just being slung around oh, these yeah. last few days, yeah. I don't know what's true, what's not. I'll just say it's all true. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I remember that news where like his ex-wife said that he was a womanizer but like that was like when they were in the midst of like a very messy divorce so that's one of those things where it's like look i think you're a little biased i'm not gonna like completely (laughs) take what you say uh a black adam movie featuring the rock as black adam was also announced uh, earlier this year uh looking forward to black adam a weird villain movie i don't fucking care (laughs) Hey, ask me what I think about the rest of these DC movies. Well, I got one more. Let me ask you about it. Okay. The Flash movie entitled Flashpoint. I don't fucking care. There you go. There you have it. Flashpoint, or the Flash movie, still up in the air. Still no director or anything attached. The only one attached is uh, The Flash. And who knows where he will be if they never get around to making this movie. Is this like in order? It's not in order. It's just okay. whatever. I think um, I just took them from a list. I okay. I don't know. <laughs> you just sound like a bunch of pipe dreams where it's like, we're going to make this, and we're going to yeah. make this, and we're going to make this. Yeah. The only one I can see them actually making is the Flashpoint movie. That's the only one that I can, like, that makes so they sense. Can completely, to... So they can completely reset the entire universe? Well, not even that, <laughs> but, like, that's the only one that makes sense. Like, we want to make a Flash movie. Great. All these other ones, I'm like, why would you even think about doing that? I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a customer who wants to purchase your things that you make. (laughs) Uh, I just want to see something new. Hey, that Harley Quinn Joker movie will turn you on your head. What the fuck are they going to do with it? (laughs) Nobody knows. Or, Or cares. Yeah. To be honest. Um, moving on, JT, the New Warriors. Yeah. The uh, Marvel property that's trying not to get confused with The Runaways or Cloak and Dagger or a slew of other shit Marvel television stuff. God. All this stuff is hurting my head. <laughs> um, the New Warriors will not air on Freeform because Freeform's 2018 schedule is full. So now the uh, production costs I've already put into making the new Warriors is on hold and maybe we'll join Disney's streaming platform in 2019, which will be two more years in which people will forget about this thing ever existed and will just fade into obscurity. God, why? They're like stroking (laughs) their dicks over these random fucking superhero groups. Uh Uh-huh. Slow down! This one was going to have Squirrel Girl in it, JT. Slow down! I know. There's so many fucking super group, like, superhero group shows out nowadays. Slow down! <laughs> they got to get on it while it's hot, JT. Jesus. I know. It, it feels like 
everyone thinks the superhero trend is like a sinking ship. They're just like tossing all their superhero cargo out. Like, watch it now! Hurry! <laughs> Before they stop watching it! <laughs> Women and children first! Yes! Yeah, I don't know. Like, the bubble hasn't burst yet. But they're sure as fuck not helping. No shit. <laughs> Oversaturation does not help. Because, okay, I looked in, just speaking of uh, bubble bursting for the superhero film genre yeah. type of thing, I was looking into more of that. And because it started, I'm going to say it started in like the year 2000 with X-Men. But it never really caught on until like 2008 with Iron Man. Yeah, I'm thinking Iron Man was when it first started catching on. So I'm going to say it's 2008. So it's been yeah. around for almost 10 years. Yeah. I looked up when how long westerns were a thing. Yeah. And they were big for 40 years. Yeah, but then westerns were also big in a time where like you went and saw a movie like maybe once every th three or four months. That's true, but they were also on television as well. Yeah. Because... Well, but they were also cheap to produce, so that's why there's a ton of westerns out. Yeah. Regardless, the film like genre lasted in popularity for 40 years. Do I think this is going to last that long? No, because trends turn over faster now than mm -hmm. they did 60 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. But I do think there's another decade of this comfortably. In my estimation. Uncomfortably for me. <laughs> some of this stuff is good, JT. You scoff. But Look, some of it's good. There's only so much of the same story I can take, though. Like, it... No matter what the power is, no matter who the superhero is, it's generally the same story most of the time. Like, that's why I like what Fox is doing, because they're actually taking the superhero genre and then... Adding genres onto it to make it a completely different story. Yeah. I would say Marvel attempts to do that, but it's, like, watered down till it's... Yeah. It's not as a drastic of a departure. Like, where Ant-Man was, like, a heist movie. Yeah. Yeah. For a point, and then it turned into a superhero ending. Yeah. No, it's still a franchise, though. It's, like... Uh, All these know. things are franchises. Yeah, 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 but it's still... It's, like... It's like they don't really like they say it's a heist movie, but then it's like, no, it's a it's like if it's hard to explain like like a company like it's still there. Yeah, it's, it's still, a part of a larger whole. Yeah, it's the same taste, just different things put in there. <laughs> yeah. To be like, nope, see, they're heisting. Yeah. Like, no, it's the. But you're doing the same things. Yeah. This is cherry vanilla Coke. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like Coke. Yeah, it's like Coke. Whereas Fox is doing, like, Mr. Pibb and then Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's getting but hot. But no, like, Fox will still, Jesus, fucking stripping out here. Let's, let's take off my but no, with Fox, the, with Fox they actually... <laughs> With Fox, they'll actually make a movie that actually has a completely different feel to it. And Marvel, it just... it Everything kind of looks the same. Even when they try and do stuff that's different, it still has that same feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't know. To me, it's not to their detriment. At least not yet. Yeah. Because they still, like, come out and surprise me with stuff. And I think if they they came out with something that was way drastically different at this point, yeah, I feel people would be like, 
is this the same thing that ties into Avengers? <laughs> like, I I feel like there'd be a, a little bit of pushback. Yeah, like, I think sp- that's why Spider-Man caught me so off guard that I liked it so much, because that that's the one movie that kind of felt different, because it, it felt like it was from a different point of view than what I'm used to in all Marvel films. Mm. Like, it felt like it was actually coming from, like, High schooler's point of view, where yeah, it's like it helped that he wasn't superhero point of view, something. like super super powered person point of view, super powered person point of view. Every time, this felt like he's got powers, but he's still a kid. Yeah, and I liked that. Yeah, yeah, and it was colorful too. I really liked the yeah color pop that yes. they got. Pop. They got away from the, the weird pop. gray brown. Saturated or desaturated yeah. color scheme that they had in the yeah. last couple of them. But no, I feel I, that's why I'm like when it comes to these superhero movies, I'm extra extra critical because usually when trends like this really kick in, people just start like consuming without really caring, and then that's when they start getting lazy and start giving you the same shit over and over and over again, mm. and. I don't want to be bored by movies for the next 10 years. Well, that's like the disaster film that was huge, like, starting in the 90s with, like, Roland yeah. Emmerich and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Independence Day, sweet! Godzilla? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, day after tomorrow? Look at those effects! 2012! Da-da-da! Yeah. Now n- nobody cares. San Andreas? Who cares? Yeah. Even the Transformers movies are just disaster movies. Pretty much, yeah. All the shit just flying around. Anyway, uh, my last bit of news, JT, is a bit about the Mouse House. The House of Mouse. Disney. Disney, yes. <laughs> Disney has set very high demands for theaters. I... Thought you, I was wondering if you're gonna bring this up because I just saw this before I left the house and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, showing their balls. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck these guys!" No shit. Like I, I'll get to their leveraging point near the end of here. Yeah. But like, so they have very high demands for theaters for showing just Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. And first of all, which you think would be the biggest thing, and it's it's a still big. Yeah. But, like, the studio, Disney, is getting 65% of the ticket sales. Yeah. Whereas the usual studio would only get 55% back. Mm-hmm. So they're getting an extra 10% back on ticket sales. Yeah. Which is huge, because this may set a new standard. But that's if you still follow the strict guidelines they put in, too. Yes. Because, well... <laughs> Just a second. Which is, I <laughs> because think, there's, worse. Yes, because there's more guidelines to this, and I'll tell you what happens when they do not adhere to these mm-hmm. in, at the end. Um, it's also, Disney is requiring to show Star Wars Episode Eight in the largest auditorium that the theater has yeah. for four weeks. Yeah. Now, granted, the competition... For this around Christmas time isn't huge. Yeah. It's like the biggest two movies I think I saw were the Downsizing and the Jumanji movie. Yeah. And I can't even think of what Downsizing is off the top of my head. It's that one where Matt Damon gets small. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's that one where I try to describe it to you and Chelsea and you guys were like, that sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> 
still on I'm still I'm still there <laughs> saying it's dumb. Um so what most of the other studios have a problem with is that four week thing because yeah. that bleeds into January yeah. where some other companies are trying to release movies as well in in what they would probably want their largest auditorium mm-hmm. which is nuts that they have the yeah. freaking strong arm ability to do this. Yeah. Um so if the theater oh and also the theater cannot pull a single screening of any showing of Star Wars episode 8 without Disney's permission. Yeah. Those are all the guidelines. Yeah. If these guidelines are not followed, any one of them, Disney gets 5 more percent added to the ticket sales compensation, yeah. so they would be making 70% of the ticket sales. Which I read up that is that is like the precise percentage of what a th- what of what a theater compared to what a theater gets uh and like the royalties that they have to like f- play it of like that's the difference between making a profit and then having a loss is that 5%. Ugh. That's why they did it. So Jesus. if if they were to fuck up any of those guidelines, they would be losing money showing Star Wars. <laughs> A lot even of if they even if they packed the theater, it's a lot of popcorn sales they'd have to make up with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the only reason this even became a thing was because of the low box office of 2017. I don't know how they finagled like this argument because well they know Star Wars Episode Eight is going to be a huge draw. Yeah. But I don't see why they would even. Or the fact that Disney's making so much fucking money to begin with. Right. (laughs) I I don't understand why. Because if all the theaters are like, no, where are they going to show Star Wars then? Because then they won't make any money on their investment. That shoves it to Disney. Yeah. But I don't know. Fans want to see Star Wars. So they're going to get Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Something will show it in some form or another. But, yeah, they're... Disney is, like, getting super ballsy where they just think that they rule everything now because they have, like... Every franchise. Yeah, they're, like, three of the biggest franchises <laughs> today Yeah, in Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. So they're just swinging their dicks around being, we'll just make it up in our last movie they're putting out this year. Fuck them all. Yeah, like, they need it. Yeah. Like, all of the movies they put out make money. Yeah. Because they put out kids' movies, which always clean house. Yeah. They make Marvel movies, which always clean house. And they make Star Wars movies. That's a guaranteed hit. They don't even have... They can just be mediocre, and they're going to turn a profit on all of these movies. Yeah. So I don't understand why Disney thought this was necessary. Cause I, probably because they feel like they're the only ones that can get away with it, because they have so Jesus many fucking... Christ. Yeah. It's, it's shitty. I read that, and I'm like, dude, fuck you guys. That I mean, that... Like, I usually like disney oh i don't like disney i like their movies i don't like disney (laughs) but like this is like a shitty shitty thing to pull for theaters because this could make or break some theaters yeah like smaller theaters especially yeah especially smaller theaters where like they want to show something like this yeah and now it's like they can barely afford to do it now because disney's trying to fucking squeeze every penny out of them with every showing super shitty 
Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was the most interesting little tidbit of news. Horrible yeah. news. Yeah. Fuck but them. Jesus Christ. Awful. Anyway, that's all what I got. Yeah. I'm just going to pirate Star Wars and fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Hashtag pirate episode eight. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Fuck them. <laughs> you have the ability to pirate it and get away with it. Do it. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck those Nazis. Punch a Nazi. (laughs) Punch a Disney. Hashtag punch a Disney. Hashtag pirate Star Wars. (laughs) Troy, speaking of that Captain Marvel, they're going to start filming February 2018. It's right around the corner. So they're going to start filming in production. (laughs) That Zachary Levi better get... No, Captain Marvel. The... Oh, Captain Marvel. Sorry. Not Shazam. Sorry. I'm caught in the past. Come on. The big red cheese is on the mind. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Get that big red cheese out of you. Troy, speaking of Disney, the Lion King, live action Lion King right around the corner. They officially released the entire cast, main cast, for the live action Lion King. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll pull it up right here. Okay, so of course, Simba being played by Donald Glover. That's right. Older Simba, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Nala. They got Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. Oh my god. Beyonce in as Nala. Mufasa. They brought back the old familiar... James Earl Jones. All right. Is back as Mufasa. J-E-G? Or J-E-J. Yeah, J-E-J. Damn it. Uh, Scar. They got Chidwell Ejiofor. Nice. For Scar. I, I like, like it. That. Yeah, I like that as like well. Chidwell Ejiofor is Scar. Uh, Sarabi, of course, the wife of Mufasa. We uh. played by Alfred. Oh. <laughs> Molina? Alfred Woodard. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Alfred Woodard's from, <laughs> but you'll 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 know her if you see her. But yeah, Alfred Woodard okay is playing Sarabi. Uh, of course, John Oliver playing Zazu. Okay. Um. John Connie as Rafiki. Um. He's another one of those guys where, like, if you see him, you'll know who he right. is. But of course. <laughs> uh, of course, Seth Rogen playing Pumbaa. I'm into it. And Billy Eichner playing Timon. Spirited um, casting. I don't know. These must be like made up ones because I don't remember who Shenzi and Kamari are. Are they other lions? I don't know. Well, Keegan are... Michael Key's playing Kamari. Are they the uh, hyenas? I don't think so. Who knows? Yeah, and then J.D. McCary is playing the young Simba, and Shandi Wright Joseph is playing the young Nala. How about it? So there you go. All the, the cast is officially out there for the new Lion King coming out summer of 2019. So get Big ready. blockbuster. Get ready. While you're, uh, I pulled up the a picture of the Marvel family. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Here we show go. me how weird these fucks are. There's Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., and 
Uncle Marvel. Uh, why is he fat and old? Isn't that isn't he supposed to like like Shazam himself into like anything uh, else? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't know. So there you have it. Um, Troy, that Tyrese and Dwayne Johnson feud has boiled to a massive. It's boiling over. uh, Pretty much. To the point where Tyrese has refused to be on Fast 9 if it still involves The Rock returning. Oh, too bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to see The Rock, Tyrese. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about you, Tyrese. (laughs) Get your bony ass out of here yeah you stupid bitch (laughs) uh creed 2 yeah currently in uh production i believe uh coming out sooner than you think actually next year oh november 21st 2018 oh my word so better catch up on that first creed troy so do i have to watch all the rocky movies before it so I understand the strife? Um, yes. That's a lot of boxing movies I gotta watch. Yeah. Oh, and uh, to uh, go back to the Brett Ratner thing, he was accused by six women. Oh, my. <laughs> there you go, Brett. Yeah. The Rat Ratner. So, did not... That's not, uh... Not good. <laughs> well, depends what your thoughts are about Brett Ratner. Maybe it is good that six women came forward and trying to put his rat ass. <laughs> his rat ass. Put his rat ass in check. Uh, Troy Stephen King Amania still running wild. Uh, apparently the next Stephen King adaptation in the works is a remake of Pet Cemetery. Oh my. Being ordered by Paramount. A lot. A lot of people talk a lot about that movie, and I've never seen it. Yeah, th- I think both of them are on Hulu. Are they? Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery Two, I think, are both on Hulu. Oh my goodness! All right, I'll see if I can sneak one of those. I want to. I want to check it out. Yeah. Looks, did uh, uh, because of the Dark Tower movie? Did that Dark Tower series get nixed? Because I haven't heard anything about it. No, I think it's still in production. The series is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because after that movie came and flopped, I was just like... I I feel like the movie was a rush job. Like, they wanted to get something out there, and then it just ended up being a big piece of shit. Why would they rush, like, the longest work of his? When they already have a TV thing in the works. It's that money. It's that money, dog. It's that money, dog. It's the almighty dollar. Capitalism ruins, ruins everything. Um, uh, let me see. What else? You Lots of uh, older properties might be being remade, such as or still being a, remade. <laughs> apparently, a Quantum Leap movie is in talks. Okay, Quantum Leap. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I would be curious to see a Quantum Leap. I would be, yeah. Especially with, like, uh, like newer production. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I think it would, I don't know, it'd work better, I think, as a series, because you get, like, more variety. Yeah. But, like, a movie I could see. 
I don't know. I would. I'd be interested in that. It's kind of a cool yeah. premise. Yeah. It'd be kind of like a Back to the Future type feel. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not against it. I. I'm not as well. And uh, Troy, we know that Lethal Weapon Five was made fun of by uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny. Uh huh. Well, it might actually happen. <laughs> I heard something with about the this. original cast coming back of Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. What would they do? They're I don't know. so old. They had to be retired by now, right? Yeah, like Man. Danny Glover is almost too dead for this shit. <laughs> I heard somebody else was talking about this. I think it was like the Weekly Planet that they said that now Mel Gibson has gotten older than Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you've seen him lately, he looks old as shit. Oh, yeah. And Danny Glover, I mean, he's no spring chicken, but uh, no, he definitely doesn't look as old as Mel Gibson. My God. But I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where they're like, they meet up after so many years. and They, they reminisce. Like, yeah, and then they get accidentally stumble into some, some heist or action, and then they... So, what the fuck would they do in terms of action? Like this? Like, I don't know. Let's talk them out of this. <laughs> well, I don't know. Guns have a range. They can just like sit in a park bench and shoot guns at them or something. That'd be an amazing movie. <laughs> they pull out revolvers outside of their bags of bread. They're feeding ducks. <laughs> Just start firing all these goons. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're so old. <laughs> That's what they do now. Just feed ducks on a bench. Uh, try Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. We, uh, for the most part, enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, it, I guess the original idea for it was that it was supposed to be a two-parter that was supposed to be a total of four hours long. Oof. Why didn't they just do it? It was already three. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, yeah. It, that I could see that. I don't see what else they would like. They could add. I thought the movie was, for being still three hours, pretty tight, I guess. Oh, yeah. Even though we said, I think they can cut like half an hour out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe they had some more wide-ranging ideas. You know, the farther away I get from 2049, the more I like it. Yeah. The more I appreciate it. No, I yeah, I liked it. For I think sure. I, I think I, I can't remember what I gave it, like a B or a B plus. Yeah. I think I might be the more I like reminisce about it. I think I would probably grade it even higher now. Oh shit! Yeah, I kind of want to see it again. Yeah. Even though I'll never before. get the chance to see it in the theaters, but yeah, I'd be foreseeing it again for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, Troy, I know you're chomping the bit. Is Iron Man going to be back for Avengers 4? I'm chomping. He's confirmed. He Con will be back. Confirmed. The for big Avengers C. 4. Confirmed. Yeah. Or RDJ. <laughs> RDJ back for Avengers 4. Great. Some have rumored that Avengers 4 is going to be the secret invasion. Of shape-shifting scrolls impersonating superheroes. All right. There you have it. Well, rumor. Yeah. I should open that room reel. Now it's true. I didn't open it. Fuck. <laughs> uh, someone that won't be back for a franchise, though. Uh, for Bond 25, huh? Christoph Waltz has said he will not return as Blofeld. Oh. For Bond 25. Did he survive? 
in the last one. Yeah, he had like a <laughs> he, he wasn't like in a helicopter crash and got a weird like that's where they got the weird scar on his face from the helicopter crash. Oh, okay. But now he's not going to be back, so it doesn't really matter anymore. That's good. Right. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, that would be kind of weird. They do the same villain two movies in a row. Yeah. For a Bond film? Well, for a current Bond film? I don't know well, how I know they did, like. They didn't think they did Blofeld for like the first three or two or three Bond films, I think. Sure, in like the 70s or whatever, or the 60s. Yeah. But like now they've just been so varied that it'd be weird just to do Blofeld two times in a row. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> My sentiments exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, speaking of film dates, Troy, the yeah. Suicide Squad 2 mm-hmm. going to start filming March 2018. Okay. So get ready. Look forward to that. And get ready. 2019. For some more okay. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Su- 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 suicide Squad. So if it starts filming in 2018 in March, does that like have a 2019 release date? I think it would, right? <sighs> I think so. Because it's like a four or five month filming. <clears throat> With reshoots, most likely. And then there's so much post-production that it's got to be like a 2019 release. Yeah. I think so. I can look it up. Or do we not care enough to I look it up? I don't give a shit. I, don't, I really do not care about DC films in the slightest. Okay, Google. Suicide Squad 2 release date. I didn't even pick it up. God damn it. <laughs> even Google doesn't care. Suicide Squad 2 release date. Squad 2 will be released globally in 2019. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, shit. (laughs) Google showed me. (laughs) Thanks, Google. Thanks for just stealing all of our information. You didn't push the button so she could hear it. Thank her right now. Thank Google. Okay, hold on. Okay, Google. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> See, now she feels a little better. Oh yeah, great! What a great combo we have, us three, always on the podcast. Google, you yeah. and me. Google's the third host <laughs> of uh, of the show. Uh, Taika Watiti. Mm. That Thor yes. Ragnarok right around the corner. Yes, Our what we do in show? the shadows. Speaking of that, though, Troy, it appears that he's interested in making a American remake of what we do in the shadows. Oh, not a big fan of this. I do enjoy. I do enjoy. What? He is making an American remake of his own movie. Yeah, that's what he's talking about wanting to do. Next. Is this a troll? I don't know. <laughs> I hope he doesn't, because it's I fine it's a... how it is. Like Jermaine and like. The whole cast, I think itself, is perfect for the movie. Right. For what it is. Plus, like, Jermaine and himself now, and Reese Darby, are already well-known in America. Yeah. You don't need what, to make what it What are you again. doing? Taika. Don't, hopefully this is a troll. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti! No. I heard he was up to make Akira. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. So, we'll see. I don't need to see that either, because it's another one of those weird live-action Japanese animes that yeah. never catches hold. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Just recently seeing Akira. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't think anyone no. of a mass audience will be into that idea. No. no, no, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Hot take. Hot... Look out. <laughs> Last bit of news, Troy. All right. News on The Crown. Oh! We always talk about it on here. Yeah. Uh, they may have found a replacement for Claire Foy to play an older... Queen Elizabeth. All right. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Okay. If you don't know who that is, she was... I know she was in Hot Fuzz. She was like the lady officer in Hot Fuzz. But she's been doing other stuff lately, like more mm. British stuff. Okay. Like more serious stuff. I, I would like to see her in this. Okay. Okay. She did... She's in, vaguely... broad, she's in broad church, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know you either. don't really know. I can va- I vaguely have a face. But like that's I think that'd be the only thing I've ever seen her in. Uh that's what she looks like. Yeah. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. But that'd be okay. I don't know. I've yeah. never seen her in anything else, so No, who she's knows? good. She's good. Good. I enjoy her. Good. You like her in broad church. I've not seen Broadchurch, but I've seen ah, another nobody's stuff. Nobody's seen Broadchurch. This is a trick question. <laughs> it's like asking whoever saw Lilyhammer and how long, <laughs> why did it go on Christ. for so long? That was like Netflix's first ever TV series, too. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I've never seen it. And I think it went on for three seasons. <laughs> what, is, what is happening here? Yeah, that's right. It's all my news. Are you saying you're done? Yes. <laughs> With that vacant stare, that means we're going into the <laughs> trailers of the week. JT, how many did you wrangle up this week? Um, Well, I'm pretty sure you have one of the ones that I have. I have, I have three altogether. I have one. Well, you, go, you, you, you can go ahead, Troy. All right. Well, thank you. You're giving Welcome. me the floor. Welcome. <laughs> uh, I have one trailer uh, entitled I, Tanya. Yes. Uh, I watched the Red Band trailer, which was quite entertaining. Uh, I, Tanya stars Margot Robbie. Yes. Uh, Sebastian Stan. And Allison Janney has yeah. what it looks like Tanya Harding's mother. If you couldn't tell already, it's about Tanya Harding. Yeah. Sebastian Stan looks like unrecognizable in this. Yeah, it's good. It's like a, a clever disguise just growing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I heard this was being made, because we've brought it up a few times already, yeah. um, I thought it was going to be more like a gritty kind of like true-to-life kind of story. This looks like it's having a little fun with it. Yeah. Well, Tanya Harding's insane. Yes. <laughs> and from what I can see from the trailer, it's taking that and embellishing it a little yeah. bit. Because I think there's even some fourth wall breaking in this as well. Yeah. So, looks like, like it. I'm... I'm into this. Yeah, it looks I'm, like a good time. I am all into Allison Janney as her mom. Yeah. She looks <laughs> insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she does. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like yelling at him like, like do it right for Christ's sake. Hey. Like, don't swear at your children. I'm not swearing, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, uh, so good. Yeah. It looks pretty great. I fully recommend anyone to go check out the trailer and not be hooked. Yeah, I definitely want to check this out. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know anything about Tanya Harding, uh, she was an American figure skater that uh, came up around the wrong side of the tracks. A little rough around the edges. Well, I think, I just think she got, more or less, she got more of a bad rap. Like, yeah, she is a little rough around the edges, but, like, figure skating is a pompous-ass fucking sport. Yeah. And, like, they never gave her a chance, because they were just like, oh, you're below us. Sure. I don't know much of anything about figure skating. I knew Tanya Harding was good, and then I knew Tanya Harding hired somebody to kneecap somebody (laughs) in a parking lot. Yeah, well, that's up in the air, too, because, like, a lot, there's some people that say that she planned it. There's other people that think that her boyfriend wanted her to win so bad that she, that he hired somebody or he did it himself. Like, that's pretty up in the air as opposed to, like, how that, how that went down. Regardless, she is accused of it in some one way or the other. Yeah. Allegedly. Whatever happened, the person that did it is tied to her in some way. Yes. So, I'm into it. Margot Robbie looks great and is going off the rails. Tanya Harding yeah. crazy in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Janney looks great as just a cold-hearted bitch of a yeah. mother. Sebastian Stan and whoever that other guy was in this trailer as well looked really good. Like yeah, that's like supposed to be like our bodyguard, like that big heavy guy. Yeah, <laughs> which like they think that he that it's like between those three that that they think did it because like even her body like they think that the bodyguard might have did it because like if she were to make a bunch of money by winning, then he would get like a lot of money too. Like it's a big fucking conspiracy cool. theory about like <laughs> who actually fucking almost crippled Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a Tanya Harding buff. Oh, no, I watched that 30 for 30, and that's, oh, like yeah, that's right. fascinating because they go into huge detail about how insane Nancy, uh, how insane Tanya Harding is. And, like, even though she's insane, like, she still seems level-headed enough, and they show how pompous, like, figure skating is, where, like, if you seem the least bit, like, unruly, they're just, they put your their nose up at you. Hmm. Like, it's really interesting. All right. I know you've brought that up before, and I completely forgot. I still need to check that out. Anyway, yeah, that's my only trailer. All right. Well, um... Uh, let me pull it up. I, uh... A24? Always putting out good stuff. At mm-hmm. least interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. They put out a trailer for a movie called A Prayer Before Dawn. Okay. Where a boxer who is uh, currently finding work in Cambodia, gets arrested for drug possession, because I guess he's a crack addict, mm-hmm. and is stuck in a Cambodian prison where he is, learns kickboxing, and it looks gritty as fuck. Oh. <laughs> like, this whole movie looks like it hurts. Oh, God. Like, uh, they even uh, tout in the trailer that it was filmed in an actual Cambodian prison. Oh, man. Yeah, and it looks like... A Cambodian prison. <laughs> yeah, it looks sadistic as fuck. Like everything in it looks like it just sucks. Oh, God. Well, 
Sounds and cool. I, yeah, yeah. I, I want to check it out. Like, it looks like a boxing movie if, like, a boxing movie was slowly torturing you at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I want to check that out. Sorry. What you were saying just reminded me of another movie that I want to ask you about. Okay. I'm trying to find the title of it. Um, come on, you bastard. Oh, um, have you heard anything about Brawl and Cell Block 99? Yeah, I've heard a few things about it. I really want to check it out. Yeah. Like, I've heard it's violent as fuck. Yeah, I listened to a podcast where they went to the film festival it showed at. Yeah. And this is one of their favorite movies, but they said the violence in it made them uncomfortable to watch. I know. I want to check it out so bad. And I looked on uh, PlayStation and they have it on there. You can rent it for $8 and I almost kind of want to. Oh, sweet. I thought they, I, they don't have it on prime. I thought they were going to show it on. Amazon. Well, no, it's still in theaters. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. But I, I was like, when I was like sick at home, like last week, I was like just going through, and there was like still in theaters, but you can rent it. And I was going through, and like sell like Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine was on there for eight bucks, and I was like, oh fuck, I want to rent this so bad, but it's eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Eh. I mean, worse purchases. I know. <laughs> I came close. I w- I really want to check it out, but yeah, it it sounds insane, and I guess Vince Vaughn is like fantastic in it. Yeah. People are saying like it's his best role he's ever been in. Yeah, so I'm all on board. I want to check it out for sure. From the same director as, uh, God, now I can only remember the title that Chelsea calls it. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. That's what it is. Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, but she always says Bonesaw Hackbone. No. <laughs> and that's what I almost called it like four times. <sighs> God damn it, Chelsea's just... All of our ideas are just seeping into my brain. <laughs> but no, yeah, I really want to check it out. Yeah. Sorry to derail you from your trailers, oh, no. but I just want, I wanted to keep on that train of thought before I yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> uh, the only other trailer I saw was they put out a full trailer for Daddy's Home 2. God, the more I see about this, the less I care. <laughs> and I didn't hardly care at all. <laughs> I, I got a few chuckles out of it, but it does look terrible. Yeah. Very terrible. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I'm Will Ferrell's like charming me back again. You're getting back in his good graces. Yeah, like I I'll bring up something that I saw that he was in for what I've been watching. Okay, but yeah, even though that thing was a bad movie, just everything he does, I'm just charmed by him. Hmm. Okay. All right. I can say that I wasn't. Uh, turned off by him in this trailer, or the trailers I've seen before. More of just everything else that's going on. <laughs> and the fact that I've seen the first one, and I'm like, Ugh, do I need to see more of this? Yeah. So, that's where I, my head's at. So, if anyone has a different uh, opinion, hit up uh, at Bucky for everyone <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> That's it. Yep. But before we go on, Troy, oh before, just in case people don't want to sit through the uh, spoilers mm-hmm. of uh, Stranger Things, how about that review, review, tournament of random movies, <laughs> movies, movies. <laughs> yes. We have a winner 
for the first round. Oh, yeah. Almost unanimous. I think yeah. that only one person voted for the Green Hornet, which was Awesome Strack, who only reason she brought for doing it was hashtag Asians. Yeah. She's got a thing. She's got a thing for it. Yeah. People, everyone's got a thing. Yeah. But I, w- I didn't vote, but I was going to vote for Green Hornet because I've. Before you brought this up, I've wanted to revisit that movie for yeah. I even like curiosity. Stumbled sake. on an article that I stumbled on an article that said uh, I never I didn't read it, but it was like reasons why the Green Hornet isn't as bad as people say it is, and uh, I was like, <sighs> yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> from what I remember, I barely finished it when I saw it. Uh, I can't remember much of anything about it besides. That Kato makes a coffee maker. What? Yeah, that's a whole thing. But uh, but that doesn't matter because it lost. Yeah, uh, Richie lost. Rich came out on top for the yeah. first round. Yes. Of the review, review tournament of random movies. Yes. Which gets us to our second round. Uh-huh. I put up some clues out there, Troy. I saw them. that you saw. And I, I, I said. <laughs> The star for one of them is Jet Li, and the other one is a part of a horror franchise. Could I guess? Go ahead and guess. The Jet Li one, I'm going to say it's the one. Yeah. And the horror franchise, I'll say like Saw 5. Well, um... You're half right, Troy, because the Jet Li one is the 2001... (laughs) Interdimensional classic, okay. The One. All right. Awesome. Pat myself on the back for there that one. There you go. There you go. And uh, the horror franchise is, in fact, Friday the 13th, part six. <laughs> Holy shit. Colon, Jason Lives, which oh, I had, I've I had, never seen that I one. I had no idea what it entails, so I went back and saw, I went back and read the brief synopsis, and I guess... Kids dig up his grave because they want to get rid of his body, and then randomly, lightning strikes his body, and he comes back to life. Yeah. For no reason. Right. Like, I can't remember. It's like some fucking dude tries to dig up his body and, like, mutilate it more, (laughs) even though he's dead and rotting in a grave, and he, like, stabs him with a... Like a pole, lightning strikes the pole and yeah. it reanimates his body, and then Jason just hacks everybody. And I guess apart. Jason didn't even use a machete, and he just uses the pole that was stuck in him as the weapon. Apparently, that one is supposed to be like pretty good. Really? <laughs> well, okay. To the effect that it knows what it is, and it takes and it makes a spoof out of itself. Okay. So I'm into that mildly interested then. my vote is for that all right, well, right there you go the there's top. there's t max's yeah. vote there okay so either hashtag us review the one or hashtag us at review jason lives yeah if you want to see either or of those yes you could do that on twitter you can also do that on facebook because there was some yes. other people that oh got yeah hold of us that don't have a twitter yep. account. yeah i i uh i try and make a post on facebook through our uh review review facebook page where you can just comment on that and then uh yeah, we'll see it we see yeah. everything 
Yeah, trying to accumulate all the comments from Twitter and Facebook and then kind of bring them together in the end. This one was pretty easy because no one really gave a fuck about Green Hornet. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no one gave. Not at all. In fact, people, there were some people that were almost kind of passionate about Richie Rich out of I nowhere know. for some reason. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know it had such a following. Oddly enough, I've seen more of Richie Rich more than I've seen of the Green Hornet. Like, I remember <laughs> seeing that movie probably like ten times. Richie oh, yeah, Rich. dude. I remember watching the fuck out of that when I was a kid. It was Macaulay Culkin when he was hot. Dude, everything Macaulay Culkin <laughs> I watched. I think yeah. I even tried tried watching The Good Son, which is like R, and very, very disturbing. Because I think he tries to drown somebody in a lake in it. Ugh, I've <laughs> never even heard of this movie. Really? Yeah. He like It's like him and Elijah Wood... And, like, he's, what? like, yeah! Like, they're both kids, and then, like, Macaulay Culkin is, like, the demon kid that, like, tries killing people. And, like, like he, like, kills animals and stuff, and he's just, like, a demonic, like, kid. Get out of here. Yeah! The good son! I want to say my parents must have just shielded that movie from my eyes or something. Yeah. I never even knew of it existed. But no, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure I cried when he died in My Girl. And oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, man, you he had a quite an impact That's right. on my life. Well, we grew up very impressionable around the we time did. he was real hot. We did. So he was hot as fire, babe. He was so hot. <laughs> you, well, that's kind of weird to say. What? <laughs> uh, there you go. Jason lives or the one. Which one do you want us to review? Hit us up. Hit us up, baby. Yep. Hit us up, baby. Uh. Moving on, then, that moves us into Stranger Things 2. 2. Uh, I don't have a lot of stats for this, because Netflix is very stingy about putting stuff out. But it did release this last Friday, uh, the 27th of October, 2017, the year of our Lord. Uh, (laughs) uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Has that at a 95%. Jesus. IMDb has it at an 8.9 out of 10. Ooh. And TV.com has okay. season two at 8.6 out of 10. Very high, high marks. marks all around. High but marks. is it worth it? Do they earn those <laughs> marks? Stay tuned. JT, what happened in season two? In Stranger Things 2, you mean? Yes. They didn't even say season 2. It's Stranger Things 2. Two. Well, we catch up with the gang a year later from the events of season 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, young Will is struggling with these certain visions that he's been procuring over the past year. Uh-huh. Trying to figure out what they mean, if they're actually mental or actually... Involved in reality of some sort. Mm. And meanwhile, the rest of the gang is acting like any other middle school kid that they completely forgot about the events of season one and are all obsessed with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in all honesty, that probably would have been me in middle school. <laughs> like, oh, a big traumatic thing happened? Well, I don't care because I want to hit on this redheaded yeah. girl. I'm suddenly horny now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, oh. I've suddenly gotten more boners. I feel like I want to have sex with something. <laughs> uh, great synopsis. And while that's going on. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, we have a hopper who seems to be acting strangely. Mm. 
Might be involving... Up to some strange things. Might be involving whatever happened to a certain... Eleven. Oh my. Don't want to say too much, though. Please don't. And that's... Uh, yeah, that's my synopsis for Stranger Things. Season two. Woo! Woo! Babe. Uh, Very good, Joel. You always knock it out of the park with those synopsis. Sing. Synopsis? Synopsis. <laughs> Um, some, a little bit of facts. I don't have too many. Facts. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's fresh. It's hot off the presses, so. It's, uh, renewed for a third season. It was Good. renewed for a third season even before this second season debuted. I figured as much. <laughs> um, and actually, season two, Stranger Things 2, was written, uh, before season one even aired. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The Duffer Brothers, as, because... I think what the collective consciousness thought of TV land thought that Stranger Things was supposed to be like a weird anthology show. Yeah, I thought that's what they said that it was going to be, too. And then this caught on so much that they made a season two. Well, uh, then this might be skewed a little bit. Okay. Because maybe this is what it means, that they had, if Stranger Things won got big, which it did, Mm -hmm. they had more to it in case people wanted to continue with this story. Yeah. So if maybe the second or the first season to catch on, they could have done an anthology thing. But since it was big, huge, they were like, well, we already have this as a sequel in the works. And so we can still tweak what didn't work or what did work and add into the script. Which I can see because it feels like they do flush out a lot of the things from the first season. Yeah. In this. Right. Um, and I don't feel like they use what was set up in season one, in season two, I think, to its benefit. They don't rehash a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. But they do touch on certain things that you didn't get completely answered in season one. Yeah. In some aspects. Um, so I thought that was a strength to the show. Yeah. Um. I thought all of the actors were great in it. Oh, of course. Um, the the worst actor in this is Winona Ryder, and I thought even she was pretty. But good. she's yeah, but she's insane. <laughs> she's supposed to be insane. Yeah, like even you're, she's even set up in the first season. Like she's a little crazy. Yeah, but so like, but you know that meme or the gif of her like going nuts at the Emmys or whatever, and, like, her looking and darting all around. Yeah. She did, I noticed she was doing that kind of same shit in, in Stranger Things 2, where I could not <laughs> stop thinking about all those gifts of her, like, with laser eyes, like, yeah. shooting off, like, whatever. Like, in the first season, like, Will, like, disappears right away. So when she acts crazy, it's like, oh, well, her, her son's missing. Of course she's acting crazy. And then in this, like... Will's back at home, but she's still acting crazy, so you're like, oh, so she's always been crazy. <laughs> yeah. A bit uh, neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Will, like, you didn't get to see a lot of him in season one. There's more yeah. of him in, in this. He is... He is amazing. Fucking good as shit, He is shit, one man. of the best child actors yeah. of all time. Like, it's like, even like Molly Pop brought this up, where like, when he gets into those, like, fits like it's like painful to watch yeah they're like oh god there's like one that's like near the end where he goes into like a convulsion fit yeah and i was legit terrified (laughs) 
<laughs> like it, it. I don't know. He was so well done. Yeah, very well acted. And like, uh, like not to not to uh, spoil too much, but they kind of play up a little bit of a possession in here, and the way he plays it, it's it's one of the best like possession type scenarios they ever play out. I've ever seen played out like in movies or TV. And I'll get more in detail into that. Yeah, when we go into spoilers, but it's like. It's done in a way where you're like, you can't even tell what's what. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's just subtle enough where you're like, that seems off. Yeah. We'll get into more of that. Yeah, we'll get into more of that later. Um, So, yeah, all the kids are great, especially Will. Um, David Harbour, I really enjoyed him in this. Yeah, I thought he was a lot stronger. Like, I think he was given a lot more to do in this than he was in the first season. Yeah. Where, like, he's kind of just kind of like the authoritative authoritative figure in the first season in this like they give him like he's more of like a father figure and he plays it up like really really well yeah because well he's hanging around well not that he didn't hang around all the kids in the first season but he's like almost like a yeah like like a father figure to like these kids like all these kids parents are not around no it's a typical 80s movie no. goonies style where there's no parents they're just kids out having adventures yeah the only parents that you like see a lot are mike's parents who are stealing the show the dude. dead that shithole dad dude i fucking <laughs> I, love... I brought this up so much the last time <laughs> I, I love ted <laughs> Mike's dad yeah. is such he's like those dads I've seen so many times where like they act so authoritative but they're such pieces of shit <laughs> right like even like when they try and act like they're fucking like they're like king shit like they're so dead behind the eyes like they yeah. have no idea what the fuck they're doing right. I loved it I loved every time he was on screen because he does almost nothing I know but in doing that it was like Perfect. Like one of my, like one of my favorite scenes from the first season is when like like Mike out of nowhere just yells, "This is bullshit!" and then he just yells, "Language!" and then goes back to eating. Like that's his character to a T. Yeah. Like there's a few times in this where like somebody's at their house and they're like ringing the doorbell, and like that. There's one part where, like, the mom is in the bath reading a book with, like, candles all around. Yeah. And he's just sleeping in a chair, not yeah, answering the doorbell. Sleeping in a chair? Like, he's not even in a bed. He's in a fucking chair. <laughs> he's not getting up or anything. Yeah. And there's also, it's like, a scene, like, a few episodes before that where, like, somebody's, like, I think ringing Max the... or something, and, like, rings the doorbell. The door, and then, and he's like, like, Han, get the door! And he's, like, doing nothing. <laughs> And yeah, but then he answers the door. The yeah, he answers the door, and then like, like she keeps asking him like where people are, and then he yells up to her, and then she yells the answer to him, and then he answers her like it was his idea after the mom yelled it from the bathroom. Like, I fucking love Ted. Like Molly started making fun of me because every time he showed up, I would get more giddy because I fucking love Ted. I also love Ted. I am on board on the Ted train. Yeah, like I forgot how much I loved him until he first showed up in that flashback that Eleven has, where like she like visits Mike's house like secretively when all the cops are there, and like Ted has this throwaway line that made me burst out laughing, where he's like, "You have to worry about us, officer. We're all patriots in this house." <laughs> 
show up. I guess they like they spread some kind of rumor that like Eleven's like a like a Russian spy or something. So then like fucking they just they just like go they comb through the house like showing everyone like being interviewed by police officers and then there's dumbass fucking dumpy Ted being like you don't have to worry about us officer we're all patriots in this house. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so uh, good. I wanted so much more Ted. <laughs> I think we got the perfect amount of Ted. I wanted if, so much more Ted. I don't want him oversaturated. He was, I, I feel like he was perfect in the first season. Like, they showed him enough times where every time he showed up, like, oh, what a fucking deuce. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we started talking about David Harbour, and then we went off on a Ted rant. Oh. Uh, a Ted talk, if you will. Yeah, we went on a Ted talk. <laughs> <laughs> But David Harbour was really great in this, and if I may add, I think he's going to do great as Hellboy. Yeah. Just by the way he plays in this. Oh, like, yeah. He's almost Hellboy right now Yeah, in this. There's, like, that, that scene where he yells at Eleven is, like, even I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then, like, she comes back and you're like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve is back. Steve is great. Oh, Nail I know. bat in tow. Oh, God. He's, like, carrying that thing, like, the like, whole season. Almost, yeah. <laughs> like, by, like, halfway through the season, he, they're just like, do you still got the nail bat? And then he never lets go of it the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Steve is great in this. Still got great hair. Yeah. God. I kind of... Well, we'll get more into that for spoilers, but I started feeling bad for Steve in this. Yeah. I got uh, I got quite a bit to say about oh, Steve yeah. and the whole thing. Um, uh, let's see. Those are spoilers. What about the new characters that they bring in? What did you think oh, of yeah. them? Um... Uh, Maxine, yeah, or Max, Mad Max. Uh, she's. I really liked her in- inclusion in this. I thought yeah. she was a good fit with. I thought the she boys. added a, a, another more another interesting element to the group altogether. Right. I I liked it. Um, and then her older brother, who's the Red Ranger in the new Power yes. Rangers movie. I call him Redneck Zac Efron, <laughs> <laughs> with the grossest mullet to ever be on so screen. So gross. It is disgusting. Disgusting how that mullet looks. He's okay. His character is such a cliche, but I was fascinated by him Me every too. time he came on. I screen. loved him. I loved him. <laughs> I thought it was he was the perfect because like a, he's what he's what Steve should have been in the first season, but then they did something uh, different with Steve, and then he comes in, and you're just like, oh, you're so you're the, gonna be the dickhead now. Yeah, and. and but he plays it in a 11. way. Yeah, but he plays it <laughs> in a way where he's like he almost plays it more like a wild card, where it's like you're a dick, and I don't know what you're gonna do next. Yeah, like I love, I really loved him. <laughs> it's <this>. so good. <laughs> like Mike's, like what that scene where Mike's mom wanted to fuck him so bad. <laughs> this high school student, so bad. Is he high? Yeah, he's a high school student, right? I don't know. He plays. He kind of looks like he was. Like, held back a couple grades. <laughs> right? Though. Super like, seniors. I'm pretty sure he's, like, 20. <laughs> I can't tell. Which makes it even funnier when he starts beating the fuck out of these middle schoolers. <laughs> like, <laughs> these 11, 12-year-old kids, and he's just, like, fucking, like, pushing them around. Like, he's gonna actually beat the living fuck out of them. Like, it's know, so man. goddamn good. Like, when he tries, he almost hits one of them out of his car for no reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really liked him. I have, uh... Red Ranger was great. Gross mullet. <laughs> there we go. Uh, also, Sean Astin is in this movie. Oh, man. I, um, loved, I loved him in this. 
Yeah, me too. He's the uh, the boyfriend of Will's yeah. mom. Like he Winona plays Ryder. it up. He plays it up in the beginning. Like he kind of seems like kind of like a putz. Where you're like, ugh, God. just kind of like a lame guy who's yeah. like, oh, now he's your mom's boyfriend. You're like, ugh, yeah. But, but but as it went on, like even when shit started getting crazy, like he just kind of went with the flow. Where he's like, oh, this. Is... I mean, I wasn't expecting this, but all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, like when he was first introduced, like I didn't. I'm not the first one to make this association, but he reminds me of like uh, the the new boyfriend in Liar Liar. That's not, you know, he's like he does the. Claw. <laughs> You're scared of the claw. Yeah, he's kind of like that kind of Elwes. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> he's like that kind of lame at first. But then, like, he grows into his own character and he really becomes endearing. Yeah. Like, halfway through the series. I don't know. I, I would say he's like that all the way through. It's just that be- when, like, when shit starts hitting the fan, he never is like, fuck this. Yeah, he's never rustled by it at all. He's yeah. like, well, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I know. It's like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's these weird demon dogs running around. Guess I'll try and do my best to make sure they don't eat me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I sure give it my damn yeah, just pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was really good in this. I, yeah. All all the inclusions in this were pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I never felt like anything was forced on me in terms of like new characters. Like it was just like, yeah, that's I can see you fitting into this. Uh except Paul Reiser, but Paul Reiser just kind of plays just like he's like the replacement Matthew Modine yeah. from season one, where it's like, well, Matthew Modine's dead, and we need someone to run the lab. Let's hire Paul Reiser. <laughs> it was still nice seeing him, though. Yeah. I haven't seen him in anything in forever, and I'm like, you aged. Yeah. But there's a scene I still in this, like him in this. There's, a, there's, a, there's like an episode in this where it totally struck me as like... Uh, like, uh, there's a scene in this where it totally struck me as, like, oh, shit, this is a remake of this. Like, involving him, where I'm, like, I was waiting for him to do something, and I'm, like, why am I waiting for Oh, shit, this whole season's a remake of this. <laughs> but I'll get into that later. Mm. I don't know where you're going on. I don't know where you're going I'll let you know. Cause, like, the minute I bring it up, it's going to hit you, like, oh, shit, they're totally, they totally did a this. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it then. All right. <laughs> um, what did uh, so the what without spoiling it? Um, what did you think the story overall compared to like season one? Do you think it went in like good places, or did you think that maybe season two wasn't necessarily needed? I feel like it was. It was a good escalation from the first season. Whereas mm-hmm. the first season was an introduction to everything. The second season went into it being like, okay, you know what this is. We're going to amp it up a little bit. And we're mm-hmm. going to, instead of like getting more like slow burn, we're going to throw a, a lot more action at you. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has more action than the first season. Yeah. And, and not to its detriment at all, because I thought... Uh, the action was pretty well paced and well spread out. And yeah. it's also like that it was nine episodes. <laughs> that was really great. Yeah. Even though I... Well, the first season's eight. Oh, was it? I thought it was yeah. ten. No, it was eight. Oh, okay. Well, shit. What shows what I know. <laughs> but anyway, I was... This was another one where I was down to the wire, where it was another bring your tablet to work day. <laughs> 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 because... 
as of last night, I still had four episodes to watch. Yeah. But I had to watch the last one today, up to minutes before you showed up. So, <laughs> there, there we go. But it was weird, though, because I we tried to watch... Uh, Tried to watch it on Sunday. Yeah. And Netflix would, it kept timing out. Like, oh, they, shit. I guess they had so much traffic. And I, because I checked I think. my internet connection and I checked all the Netflix servers and the third server wouldn't connect for Netflix. Oh, shit. And so I, was we say, just, I think me and Mollipop watched the bulk of it on Sunday. <laughs> we tried to watch it like on Prime, like viewing hours on yeah. Sunday night and uh, we couldn't get Netflix to load anything. So I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that sucks. So I don't even know what else we watched. I think we watched the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm or something. Regardless. So that put a big hamper on me watching anything. So I had to cram stuff them all into Monday morning and oh, Tuesday after, like night and all that stuff. Anyway, that's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, uh, overall, season two... Would you suggest watching it? Because I want to. Oh, talk most to- definitely. Yeah. I I think in ways it kind of competes with how good the first season was. Mm-hmm. I think it escalates things in a very good manner. And um, yeah, definitely. If you love the first season, you're going to like. You might even like the second season more. Right. I have. Yeah, I would agree with what you say. I like. I really liked season two. I'm like a year removed from season one, and I can't remember exactly how I felt about it. I know liking it, but going into this, I didn't feel like it missed any beats. Yeah. And there's only two caveats I had that I'm going to bring up in spoilers that I had a problem with in season two. Otherwise I liked almost everything that was given. Yeah. The main problem I have with season two is that I feel like there's a character that's very prominent in the first season that kind of is thrown in the background and, Season two. I think I might agree with you. Okay. Without knowing, but I'm pretty sure I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I, I thought it was really good. And I think they even they even flush out some characters that were kind of in the background in season one and kind of give them more of a more of a uh, backstory and more of a uh, more of things to do in the second season. Yeah. Where I feel like um, you may got to like a lot of characters in season one. Um. I think season two really lets everybody shine in this. Yeah. And everybody gets their moment somewhere in this season. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, oh, also, Brett Gelman is in this season. I like him. Oh, God, I love his character, but I will, in spoilers, I will talk about the creepiest fucking thing that he does. Okay. <laughs> I got something I want to talk about, too, and I love it. Because I was talking shit with Chelsea before you showed it's up. It's so... It's gross. All right. Well, let's get into spoilers. All right. So if you haven't seen it, tune out now. Just go watch it. Yes. Just watch it. You'll like it. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay. So spoilers. Um, I'm just going to go right into my two caveats. I'll go ahead. Um, my first one is a small one. So uh, at the end of season one, Will coughs up a slug. Yeah. And it goes down the drain. And and I'm pretty sure that same slug turns into dart, right? Dart or one of the one of the um uh whatever the the demi dogs or whatever demo dogs (laughs) yeah yeah, that they bring up. Okay, 
Well, anyway, I wasn't a huge fan of Dart in this. He yeah. never had a payoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, if you think about it, Dart doesn't really make sense because if they really are all of a hive mind, then why would he single out... Why would he? Why would he have special feelings towards one of them mm. if he's of a hive mind? Yeah, I didn't put that together, but yeah. <laughs> uh, also, like, I can't remember the goofy kid's name who has him. Uh, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin. Like, I thought it was stupid that he's that dumb that he would keep this thing that you know turns into like a deadly. Oh no! I would be. I I connected so much with. Like, even Molly, like, made fun of me for this, because I would, I always tell stories about when I was a younger kid or whatever. Like, Molly was like, you're Dustin. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck, right. I'm Dustin. I can't, like, I, I keep trying to fucking, like, argue with her, like, nope, yep, that's right. I'm totally Dustin from, like, middle, like, in middle school, I would have been Dustin. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I would be, I would totally be the kid that was, like, like, I'd be, like, infatuated about a girl, and then, like, something would show up where I would, like, it would, like, totally catch my interest over the girl, but then I'd still be pissed that she wouldn't, like, dance with me. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was totally me in high school, in, in fucking middle school. I, um, so, maybe at, at one point when they realized what uh, he found, because they thought it was, like, a new species of something. They didn't necessarily yeah. know it was from the upside down. Yeah. At one point, I I think. But like at one point where it does like shed its skin and has the flower face. Yeah. You, you would really, think they'd be like, like fuck. no, fuck this. Sorry, I need to nix this thing in the butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they never did that. They like kind of let it on. And at, when they meet up again at the end with that thing. It never, like, gets them out of a tight situation. Because if they did make a bond, right? Yeah. You would think that it would be like, oh, I'm gonna... It'll come in at the end and it'll help me. But it just eats the three musketeers and they walk by it. And yeah. then it probably dies. Yeah. They did. Yeah, <laughs> it never has not, a payoff. Yeah. So... But, yeah, I don't... It's so... It's such a weird... Because, like... I wasn't minding the whole thing with, uh, with Dart and stuff. But then... When they set up the whole hive mind thing where it's like every creature is connected in a way. Mm-hmm. And then when they come in contact with them, it kind of strikes me as weird where, like, if they are all connected, then why isn't Dart fucking fucking you up right now? Or not alerting, like, other creatures to go attack you right now. Right. So it's like... I don't know. Like the idea of Dart doesn't make sense when they they build up the whole mythology of like it's a hive mind because yeah. Dart should be part of this big fucking organism, not right. an individual that's like, "Oh, I remember you helped me. I'm not going to kill you." Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because the thing they do with Will, like because he's part of the organism, he like like Will fucks them over more than Dart does. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I love that. Mhm. Um my other thing I wasn't a huge fan of was, well, I, I liked this person in it, but Eleven. Okay. Now, Eleven, I didn't have a problem with, because I, I can see what they were trying to do with her, and I felt, I did feel like she was a little, 
like her stuff kind of didn't like feel like part of the story because she was so separated from everything else. Yeah, like it made sense in a story point of view because at the end of season one, she like it appears that she sacrifices herself to save everybody. Yeah. So like I thought it would be a cool reveal if it's like a Deus Ex Machina at the end of season two and she comes back because they're in the upside down or part of it yeah. and she saves the day. That way you can go into season three and you get to see where she was doing and it can cut back to that and then she catches up with her story in season three or whatever. Yeah. But like she's too popular they would not cut her out of the whole season no i know I, I and that's why she's in season two yeah i can only assume so she does play a lot of it separated from a lot and there's one episode like two from the end seven i've heard so many people complain about this episode i, I don't like the episode either yeah molly pop said that she didn't like it either like, I, I, I get the okay i get the point what it does for 11 yeah like, it, it builds her up to be stronger and more independent. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was just, like, a break in the action. And yeah. I don't... Especially when it ends... It it, it comes in at a very tense cliffhanger right. from the last episode. And I feel like this drags it way down. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like it... I don't know. I got right back into it after this episode was done. Yeah. But I don't care about that other group. I found them really annoying. Yeah, I did too. I don't give a shit about them at all. I would all. have liked this episode a lot more if it was just... Because I liked the, the interaction between her and Eight. Yeah, but I didn't like Eight. I didn't like any of those people. No, I, I liked Eight because I liked the idea of, like, them being other people out there and then them having this connection that, like, we went through this together... And now you're here. Now I feel like I'm complete. And them kind of having that interaction together. But everyone else, yeah, everyone else was like kind of like a cartoon character. Right. Like, I mean, like, what was it? Like, uh, like fun size or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name was. Like, the fuck is. <laughs> like, and then there was like there was that a Care fucking, Bear mask. Yeah. Like, and then that fucking like big mohawked guy. Right. Like, it was just, I don't know. Like, it. Definitely was, it struck me as, like, super cheesy, as opposed to, like, everything else. Yeah, and I, um, I actually haven't listened to a full review of this yet, but I've listened to some spoiler-free stuff where they're, like, looking forward to, like, a spin-off thing, and I'm like, no, I would not watch that at all. Yeah. That looks dumb as shit. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of and that. Like, none, yeah, they, none of them really have any, they don't have anything really to contribute. They don't, like, they're not, like... Like, if they were, like, a group of, like, kids from, like, that facility that, like, are using their powers to, like, get around, I'd be more interested. Mm. But it's just a bunch of freeloading fucks. Right. That found, it's a bunch of squatters. That found, yeah, that found eight and were just like, oh, we're going to use you to fucking rob people and get money. And murder people. Yeah, like, she's not even, like... She's not, like... You would think she's a, she would come off as sympathetic because she's from the same facility as Eleven, right? Yeah. But then you find out she's just hunting people down and murdering them. Yeah. Like, granted, like, they're, like, like the I people can... associated with her, quote, torture. Yeah. Like, I, I like the idea of, like, her I ideology being skewed because she never really had that figure, that father figure that she could latch on to like Eleven has with, Ho with Hopper. Mm-hmm. But why... Like, these other people that are going along with it, like, helping her murder these people, those guys are fucks. Like, right. why do they... They're just a bunch of freeloading assholes that are just, like, 
we're going to use her powers to fucking rob people and kill them. Then fuck all you asshole. Like, at least she went through some shit. You guys are just a bunch of assholes that are just, like, <laughs> too lazy to get a job. So you're, like, latching onto this chick. Yeah. Like, fuck all you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, when the the first episode of the second season starts with them, and you're like, oh, where is this going to go? Yeah. And just watching uh, Mindhunters, there's, like, a little tidbit of this other story going on at the beginning of each episode. So when they never kept picking up on any of that stuff i'm like where is that scene gonna go yeah and that ends up being that whole episode and i was like i don't care yeah so like, i like the idea of when they showed that and then it's like oh there's more of them like 11's just not not the only one well i assumed if yeah. they wouldn't just start out with the first one and name it 11 no but like <laughs> they make it seem like 11 was like like, who knows that it was, like, maybe it was, like, some... Like, you don't really know, like, what Eleven came from. Like, she was just... For anything, like, she was maybe, like, part... Like, the eleventh person in an experiment, and she was the one that survived. That you don't really know where she came from. Mm -hmm. And then, when they show Eight, you're like, oh, shit. Like, there's more of them. There's more of them out there. Like, who else is out there now? Right. And, like, yeah, like, like the seventh episode when they actually do get into, like, her story with, like, her shitbag group, it's definitely not the strongest. Yeah. But, like, what they do with Eleven's character in that, I liked, where they made her kind of go through, like, a rebel phase. Right. And then made her realize, yeah, I don't really belong here. Yeah. Because Molly Pop brought this up, which I really liked, where, like, Throughout the whole season, she's, like, told, like, three or four times, like, you're home now. Yeah. And it's, like, shit. Like, when you're that young and impressionable and you're having, like, three or four different people telling you you're home and you're in, like, three or four different places, like, it's hard to really nail down, like, who am I? Right. And then when she finally comes to that realization where it's, like, no, I'm going home. I'm going back to fucking um, wherever the fuck the town is. Whatever the name of the town is. I can't remember. Uh, oh, God. Hawkins. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. When she when she comes to the realization, I'm going home, then that brings that all to fruition where she had so many people saying, you're home now, you're home now, you're home now. It's like, no, I'm going home. And then she goes back to Mike and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of like the whole build up to that. Right. Yeah. So I like that idea. But yeah, the episode was kind of. Eh. Yeah, I agree with you <laughs> wholeheartedly there. Um, so what did, you said you had something else. Yeah, I didn't really like what they did with Mike in this. Because oh. I thought Mike was such a crucial part of season one. Because, like, he, he's the one that develops a relationship with Eleven. And he's kind of, like, considered, like, the, uh, the group leader. Yeah. And I think in season one, everyone is more in a group. And it's more about, like, them coming together and, like, defeating this. Whereas in this season, everyone's kind of more separated and doing their own thing. Right. And I think with that, it kind of makes Mike kind of a moot character. So he kind of goes back and forth between pining for Eleven and being, like, Will's, like, emergency contact. <laughs> Where, like, every fucking time Will has, like, a freak out, he just shows up and like, What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong, Will. And then he just, like, goes into, like, his fucking shit. Because, like, I feel like... Mike didn't really have much to do in this until the very end when Eleven showed up. Yeah. And I kind of missed that because Mike was such a big part of season one. 
and now that they're trying to branch out and show what everyone else like everyone else's uh story and what they're doing they kind of left mike behind uh i i'll agree with you to a point um i didn't ever notice that he was being left behind but i can see that he had such a big part because i would say like him and will are like best friends yeah so like will being taken out in season one it's like mike's time to shine and so like now that will's taking more of a center stage in season two he can kind of step aside and be at his side because he's already had like his time to like play out like yeah but i never felt like that mike was left behind he didn't have a lot to do yeah but he was still always there i would i'd say more more that he had nothing to do because yeah like anytime mike was involved it was either like uh checking on will or bitching about the new girl in the in the group <laughs> yeah yeah and then like but that I think the other scene... two ki- i think the other two guys did more bitching about max in the group than mike did what other two guys the other two like the other ones that aren't will <laughs> uh, i have uh, their name dustin and lucas yeah dustin and lucas well they were more pining for her. like mike was the one that was like why do we need her and they were the two that were like no i w- I should not part of the group because they want to like banger. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, 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 I never. Yeah, like I, I can see why they did it, and I'm not faulting them for it because it's like, I, I can see why they they would want to like get more of the group involved and like make you feel more part of what they're doing, and. Outside of and in the first season, outside of like pining for eleven and like kind of wrangling everybody up to try and look for Will, like that's pretty much the epitome of what what Mike was in season one. And now that all of that is pretty much gone because eleven is nowhere to be found and Will's already there, it's just kind of like okay, so what does Mike do in this season? And like even I can't even answer what he does. Right. I mean, he's just by everybody. He's just by Will's side. Yeah. Like, He's there for support, but that's it. Like he yeah. doesn't really do but, much. Of yeah, anything. it just kind of it just kind of like struck me weird where like he was such he was such a strong figure in season one, and now he's just kind of taking a back seat in this one. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Mm. That didn't bother me as much. Um, uh, Plus, I wanted more opportunities to see his goddamn dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, his sister gets a little more screen time in this mike's yeah. sister uh nancy Nan- nance uh nancy and jonathan uh i, f- I fucking hate jonathan <laughs> honestly i don't i don't know i find him awkwardly amusing kind of like i can't take my eye off of him because i just can't tell what's gonna happen see i was more i was more into steve than i was oh yeah Jonathan. i was way more into steve yeah because like when they get to that whole point where like nancy's like i don't think i like you anymore to steve i was like why <laughs> steve's, steve's amazing. Amazing. He's an amazing guy <laughs> not only did like, he even you... when you're being a total bitch to him he's still trying to be like okay let's figure this out and then she's like no <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to get drunk and talk about how much I fucking hate you now. Right. And I'm just like, 
what the fuck? Steve is just the greatest guy and you're being a total dick to him. Steve has the best arc, I think, throughout all of Stranger oh, Things. Oh, I know. Because the beginning of season one, he's the bully. Yeah. Right? He's the asshole. Yeah. By the end of season one, he's gone through this trauma and everyone everyone turned and like, Steve's not that bad. It didn't even take to the end of season one for me to start liking Steve. Yeah. And then in this, he goes from where he ends in season one to almost a complete hero. Yeah. He almost is like the leader of the gang. Yeah, like he kind of like <laughs> takes over where he's like, well, I'm not going to let you kids wander into danger by yourselves. I'm going to fucking put myself in front of, yeah. in, in harm's way to make sure you guys don't die. And right. Like, what a Damn great it. guy, right? Yeah. And so the weird love tri- triangle that Steve and Jonathan and Nancy have, I didn't, I thought it was almost okay that she like left and went to Jonathan and like Steve was just like, yeah, well you win some, you lose some <laughs> like he never ended yeah. up pining for Nancy again no. after that. No, he didn't, which I thought he was, I was okay. Like whatever. You but some, you but I don't some. blame Steve because he goes, he's gone leaps and bounds for her for so long only for her to just turn around and be like, you know, I really love you. Right. And you're just like, fuck, I would, turn around and be like well and fuck you then yeah like what did i like, do yeah what did i do <laughs> i've pretty to... much been like by your side <laughs> non-stop and now you're turning around and calling me an asshole like calling me bullshit yeah we went through this huge traumatic experience together yeah i've probably never been closer to anyone ever yeah and now you're just gonna call me bullshit yeah when i completely told you that i love you yeah. And you just can't say it back. Granted, like, maybe she doesn't. Maybe there's some flaw in him that we don't see whatever. or whatever. Yeah, so sure. maybe she sees it in this weirdo. But no, Barb's <laughs> dead. Now I hate you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, then. <laughs> it yeah, go ahead and go to creepy-ass gross Jonathan. Yeah. I didn't hate, like, I don't hate those two together. But, like, it's not, like, something I look forward oh, to. Dude, Jonathan's a douche. He's not a douche. He's he just is just, he's just weird. No, like, even when, like, the whole, when the shit went down with Will at the end, when they're, like, trying to, like, fucking get the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. Like, Jonathan's just in the corner, but like, oh, just turn it off. Don't let him, do- don't let it hurt him. <laughs> it's his brother. And yeah, but the like, mom's still, insane. like, the mom's still, like, we gotta get this shit out of him. That's like, because we already agreed Winona Ryder's unhinged. No, but she's just like, <laughs> look, I know shit's not right with my son. I gotta get the shit out of him. And then, like, Jonathan just keeps jumping in, like, don't hurt him, no! Ah! Like, fuck you, Jonathan. Just fucking accept <laughs> it. Like, if the if anyone should be worried about his, his well-being, it's the mom. The mom is taking control. She's gonna get that shit out of him. Quit yeah. being a little bitch, Jonathan. <laughs> I, I like Jonathan just fine. Oh, fuck Jonathan. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Nancy and Jonathan at Brett Gilman's place. Oh! <laughs> Please, 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 please. Oh my please. God. Do you bring it? Okay. So this is the point where Nancy and Jonathan go to Brett Gelman because he's a conspiracy theorist. Yes. And he, they're trying to get the story straight with him to help break the story to the media or whatever. Yeah. Take down this they want to take that. Yeah. They want to take down like the big lab in town. Right. Because they think that they're the reason. They are the reason that Barb died. Yes. So they're going to release the story to everybody. Right. So that's why they're there. 
But while they're there, Jonathan ends up getting with Nancy. Yeah. For the first time. Well, first of all, the 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 dumb scene where they come to the realization that how they're going to release the story where oh. he just yeah. mixes vodka with seltzer water. Right. And they're like, let's water it down. Let's make it believable. <laughs> it took that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that was a leap in logic, but I was like, all right, this whatever. is where we're going. Whatever. whatever. So then he gets these two high schoolers drunk <laughs> in his yeah. bunker. I can't remember. Is Jonathan still in high school or is he out of school? No, he's in high school, I think. Are you sure? I think he's out of high school. Maybe. The, I don't know. I don't ever see him in Nancy's school. Nancy's still in high school. Oh, yeah. She's definitely in high school. Nancy's in high school. <laughs> and the whole time that all three of them are getting drunk, Brett Gelman is just egging them on to just fuck each other in <laughs> yeah, his bunk. He is. he is egging them on. He wants some fucking going on in his bunker. Right. So bad. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, no, no, no. No, we're just friends. We're just friends. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Like, you guys are going to fuck. You got, you're going to fuck real big in my, in my bunker. Real big. You're going to fuck real hard. Uh, <laughs> so then they do the whole cheesy scene where they just like, they both are just like walking towards each other's rooms like, should I? Oh, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> right. And they finally get to where they meet up and they just start, like, making out and shit. And then... The, this the, is the, what I was talking the about. The next morning, they're eating breakfast <laughs> and Brett Gelman has the grossest sexual innuendo line <laughs> I've ever heard him talk to potentially two <laughs> high school teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, Jonathan was going to be laying on the sofa, which was a pull-out couch. <laughs> so then Brett Gelman, knowing that they fucked last night, says, how was the pull-out? <laughs> I love it. To two teenagers. To the point where Jonathan chokes on his scrambled eggs. Yeah. And which so, means excuse he, me? Which means he did. <laughs> which means they had unprotected sex in his bunker. On his pull-out couch. On his, yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah, somewhere. Ugh. Woo. So that whole scene, you're watching a near 40-year-old man <laughs> inquisiting to two teenagers about the unprotected pull-out sex they just had. <laughs> It's the one of the highlights of season two. <laughs> oh my like god! Like the fact that Jonathan raw dog and then blew his load. <laughs> like that whole scene tells you that. Oh, he raw dogged Nancy and then blew his load on the dude's bed, and Brett Gelman was into it. <laughs> that whole scene tells you that. There's a lot of context. <laughs> oh, I feel like we could talk about that for hours. Like Brett Gelman's going to gonna wash his sheets the next day, <laughs> knowing that Jonathan's load is on it. Have you seen that place? He doesn't wash anything. <laughs> it's true. And then when they leave, he hands them a new bottle of vodka and a new bottle of seltzer water. Like he stocks that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that's, that's like, like I, I wonder if that's like his... His, like, strategy for everything when he's, like, thinking. 
Because when he starts drinking vodka, they're like, oh, do you do that every time you're thinking of something? He's like, yes. <laughs> so his, his idea for everything is to water it down. <sighs> because he has unlimited bottles. <laughs> he has unlimited bottles of vodka and unlimited bottles of seltzer water. That God. just hands people. What a great scene. Ugh. Perfect. There's so so much unpackage in that one scene. <laughs> uh, but we should move forward. Um, oh, I don't even remember what we've even talked about because I'm just looking forward to that pullout. <laughs> How's the pullout? Uh, okay, what else? What else happened in uh, Stranger Things? Like, um, even when we watched it, because Molly likes watching shit on subtitles. Right. So, like, when we were watching it, it popped up before he even said it. So I looked at him like, is he going to say that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. I'm laughing as hard as I have in a while. Um, Okay, what what about the uh, big looming threat of the whole series? Like, the the big, like... Shadow monster? Yeah. I I didn't feel like it was as strong as what I thought from the trailers. Yeah. Because in the trailers, you just kind of see, like, the big, like, red lightning sky. This big, huge, like, daddy long legs looking thing. And yeah. you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. And that ended up just kind of being, like, a shadow monster that inhabited Will. Which was still good, because it did the whole possession thing. Yeah. Which I, I really liked. Um... But the whole thing with that was, like, so the shadow monster more or less is, like, like the big brain of the Upside Down. Yeah. And controls everything, like those demi-dogs they were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. So you cut off the head, everything else falls. And I'm like, yeah. that's like fucking Age yeah, of Ultron. Yeah. That's like you... <laughs> that's like... The first Avengers. Yeah, it's like, it's it's everything. You take out the leader, everything else yeah. falls. I was like, eh. Granted, I think, like, this was explained better where I thought it was okay to do that. It's like, if this, if the big smoke monster thing was, like, the brain and its neural things weave in all out throughout the, yeah. throughout the upside down, I'm like... Okay, so maybe it does control everything. That's a bit, still a bit of a stretch, and I don't necessarily like that. Yeah, I thought it worked better than it did in like Age of Ultron or the Avengers, or any other movie where it does the exact same thing. <laughs> it doesn't. It's yeah. It, it 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 feels like it's just like a plot device where it's like we need to like scrub. What's the one thing we can do that we make sure everything is scrubbed squeaky clean at the end without yeah. having to do a whole bunch of shit? Yeah. Let's just... Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> chop off the head, everything else falls. Yep. Which, but... I'll, I'll go into... So, like, in the one episode where, like, shit goes ballistic, where there's all those, like, uh, uh, demo dogs or whatever, and then, like, Paul Reiser's, like, leading Bob through the hallway, uh-huh. and I'm, like, just waiting for him to turn on Bob, and I don't know why, and I'm like, oh, shit. This is Aliens. Oh, This shit. whole fucking season is Aliens. <laughs> like it's pretty much like a like it's like the escalation of aliens where like you had one in the first season and now this this season is just like you get a shit ton of them and it's all action i'm like this whole season's fucking aliens <laughs> you're right <laughs> 
You're definitely not wrong. <laughs> I didn't put that together. But yeah, good analogy. Yeah. It's good. It, they pretty much aliens season two. Like, they just pretty much... Even down to where Eleven is going down an elevator. <laughs> like, fucking taking care of, like, what looks like the queen behind that right. fucking shroud. Oh, right. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, Aliens was good. Yeah. So, <laughs> good that's, why, that's why I think, because I think this is Aliens without the, like, the cheesy dialogue. Yeah, I can see that. That's what I kind of see, like, Stranger Things Season 2 as. Hmm. Good analogy. That's a good point. JT, you're on your game tonight. Tell I you try. what. I try. Tell you what. How was the pullout? <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah, the possession thing. Yeah. I think we're going to bring that up uh, earlier. Um, really well done. Yeah. Uh, I, what, you were going to say something about it. Yeah, I said like this is probably like the best. Uh, this is like the best interpretation of possession I think I've ever seen because he never breaks. Like, there's never that scene where like he comes out and he's like, "Yes, I was evil all along." Right. Like, he still keeps <laughs> even when they figure him out and he's like no you're full of shit and he's like no i'm not help me like it's still he still does never never breaks character of being will at the same time so like you're just constantly being like is he still possessed like is that will talking right there's sometimes where it's ambiguous you can't tell like who's in control yeah you can kind of like guess that it's the like big shadow monster or whatever because there's times where it's like do you know who i am and there's like a pregnant pause yeah. your mom and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you like get all larry yeah. david up in his face like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah like yeah that scene where it's like i think he's losing part of his memory and it's like is he is he really mm-hmm. and then yeah even when like he confesses like Oh, I'm sorry. He told me, made me do it. And I'm like, are you sure that's just not still the shadow monster? Like being like, well, shit's already fucked. I might as well just like let it out that it was a trap so that they think, oh, that's now he's will again. Right. So that I can get away with more shit in the long run. Like, I feel like once he's possessed, he's not will until the very end when he's finally not possessed anymore. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, cause like, it's so like, it's smart. Like, the way he plays it through the whole thing, because it's like he uses Will and never lets himself out there that he's at all sinister. Like, even when they're, they know that it's not him and they call him out on it, he never is gets into that whole, like, fucking exorcist thing, like, suck cocks in hell! He's just <laughs> right. like... It never goes to that point. Yeah, he's yeah. always asking for sympathy, always asking to be helped. Yeah. And it it's awesome. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, because the... He plays it for sympathy so the smoke monster can... Or the shadow monster, whatever it is, can still inhabit him. Like, he... Yeah. He's like, no, this, this bath water's too hot. Like, I can't be in that. I'm just like, just... Please protect me or whatever. Yeah. He's never been. Yeah, he was. He never goes exorcist on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, you suck your mother's cock or yeah. whatever. Like it, the minute he gives is. himself away, then then everyone's just like, okay, now we got to really defeat him. But he plays it in a way where it's like, I still don't know if this is Will. And then they're all, even when they, even when 
even at the end when like Jonathan's like, "Don't do it, you're hurting him." Yeah, like that's because he's never straight away from the sympathy card the whole time, right? Because you still think that it's Will, even when they call him out on his bullshit. He's like, "No, I'm I'm me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, really well done. Um, God, Will was so good in this. I brought up earlier where there's like a scene of him like convulsing in that pumpkin patch or whatever. Yeah. Freak me the fuck oh, out. Oh, God. Just the look on his face and he's just like oh, freaking out. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is too much for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I re- really liked it. Um, what did you think of, uh, Hopper being like a surrogate father for Eleven? I thought that was really well done, especially since he lost his daughter in the first season. Yeah. And then, like, it's him, like, trying to kind of use her to replace that hole in his life. Mm-hmm. And then him realizing, oh, fuck, that's not my daughter. <laughs> right. This is a whole another animal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, him still trying to be there for her. Like, I, I liked all that shit. I thought, yeah, David Harbour really stepped up his game in this season. Yeah, he's really good in this. He's really fucking good. There's some scenes in there where it really fucking got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I really enjoyed it up until like, um, like uh, Eleven went out for the first time and came back, and they have like that argument in there. Yeah, because you when he like turns and then has like sympathy for, and then like still has to be like kind of a hard ass at the same time because he's trying to do like right his wrongs from maybe his the his first child yeah and then but still ha- realizes like this isn't like a normal kid yeah <laughs> and it's like a dangerous weapon could mm-hmm. be so like he has to ride that line and i just thought like he had more to do in this as well mm-hmm. and so that was also really well because he got to like interact with a bunch of people you know what's weird though like he has interactions with winona uh, winona Ryder's character that make it seem like they also kind of have a thing. Yeah, I'm not really, like, bought on their relationship just yet. Yeah. Like, they kind of seems like... Because they make it seem like they went to school together. Right. And they do that whole, like... Like, they'll, like, hand cigarettes to each other. Like, yeah, remember when our teacher wouldn't let us do this or whatever? But I don't... I'm not really fully sold on their relationship yet. Yeah. Granted, like, it never really, like, delves into, like, they actually have a romantic relationship. Yeah. But I I feel like the show tries to sell you on like, okay, here's Bob and he moves in and starts dating her. And now you're feeling kind of conflicted because you want her and Hopper to get together instead. But I never really got that feeling like I wanted them to get together. Like, no, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, Bob's kind of a douche, whatever. But then he kind of grows on me and I'm like, I'm I'm digging him. Yeah. Bob's actually really good for. Yeah. Yeah, he is really good for her because she's a fucking psychopath and Bob's just a fucking nerdy dad. <laughs> yeah. And, like, kind of actually calming her down. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then when he fucking bites the dust, like, and then they start to go back to, like, her and Hopper getting together. And it's just like, I just, I can't see it. Yeah. And I, who knows if that's actually where it's going to go. Maybe they just, it's another thing where they went through a big, huge thing, and they're just embracing each other for yeah. something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I hope they don't go that route. Hopefully it, they stay separate. Yeah. Because so at too. the end, uh, you get to see that Hopper, like, I guess, more or less adopts Eleven. Yeah. 
with like actual fake papers. (laughs) (laughs) But so like, I thought that was a really, I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, that uh, warmed me up and not only did that warm me up, but I thought the whole ending at the snowball, uh, dance, the middle school dance. I loved that ending. Oh yeah. Everything came together. Like all the relationships that were building throughout the whole season that came together in like one fluid event where you're just like, Oh, Yes. Yeah, because you went through all of this ha- action and horror and tension. Yeah. And then it's just like a moment of like, yeah, just happiness. I know. Like, and, like enough and enough time has gone by where everyone's just like being themselves and being happy. Yeah, I, I, f- fucking love that. <laughs> like it had like a, a great '80s songs, and it's just like kids like. Finally, like being happy and yeah. dancing with each other and finding happiness. Yeah, and, and then even like, when even God. when the, even when kids like kiss each other, it's not like gross mushy bullshit kisses. It's just like pecks where it's like yeah. super shy and like this is gonna be good. Uh, yeah. Let me try. It. Oh, okay, yeah. oh, really happen. Really well done. I'm like yeah. I was welling up like during this point. <laughs> I was like, and it's like also it's the perfect way to end like an '80s. Yeah. Kind of thing at like a dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, what a perfect fucking I know. Thing to 80s dance. Oh my God. Those middle school dances. <laughs> and everyone was dancing with their arms fully Everyone extended. was dancing perfectly middle school like. <laughs> it like, was great. Watching everyone dance at that middle school dance, it was bringing me back to like all those sympathy dances I was getting. I'm, I'm legit Dustin. <laughs> Like, I was totally in Dustin's shoes where I would, like, go around and try and get a whole bunch of dance from people and no one would dance with me. And then I'd get, like, the one sympathy dance. Right. <sighs> I was fucking Dustin, Sorry, everybody. Dustin. I was fucking Dustin. <laughs> Fortunately, I have my teeth. That's true. So I, I got that That's true. going for me. That's true. But other than that, I was Dustin. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was the perfect way mm-hmm. to end all this high tension to have like a mo- even though it like sets up for a, a something else to come yeah i wasn't like a, a which huge... I, I don't hope they don't do the upside down anymore i kind of want to see what they what i'm hoping that they set up bec- from them doing the whole thing with 11 and 8 is that they kind of dive more into like these other people with powers and like what they can yeah, add into it. I don't it. know. That has like a big like spin off. Like uh, I want to stay away from that kind of I, vibe. Like, to not me. so much spin off, but like, like what if there was like, like what if like you meet one and he's just like a dickhead. Yeah. And but he's like the oldest one out of all of them and like knows the score and everything. Sure. Okay. Like I want to see them like. Like, uh, maybe explore this, like, world more. I feel like we've gotten enough of the Upside Down where we kind of have an idea of it. And they ended it in a way where, like, we don't really have to deal with it anymore. Right. But the threat's still there. Yeah. Or, like, they can they can still revisit it, but I want to see... There's so many more levels to this world that they've created in Stranger Things where I want to see them dive more into that. Yeah. As opposed to just... All right, no, the upside down's open again. But what do you do? Like you've already gotten like these like numerous amounts of fucking creatures to 
jump out and like attack people. Yeah. Like where do you go from there with the upside down? Yeah. I, I yeah I don't know. And the fact also like season one ends with like yeah everything everything is okay everyone's sitting down to dinner and then Will gets up and like coughs up a slug and you're like yeah whoa what the fuck does that mean yeah and so it was ambiguous because like that doesn't happen any time in season one yeah and then in season two it ends with like the dance and then it pans out to the school and then it turns upside down and then above it is like another shadow monster yeah and you're like. We already saw all of this shadow monster in this whole season. Yeah. So it's like, I that doesn't get me as excited for a season three. Yeah. But they show it from like, it's like the upside down universe, but it's a shadow monster where it's just like, it just shows you like, okay, well the shadow monster still exists. The upside down still exists. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still excited for a season three because I... Honestly, at the yeah. end of season one, I didn't think a season two was warranted. Like, yeah. I would be okay if it ended ambiguously. But then season two came out, and I was like, I'm pleasantly surprised with this. So, like, I have full faith on the Duffer Brothers and what they can bring to the yeah. table. Yeah, I, I, I totally would want to see what they do with the season three. So, like, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, I'm... Stop it! <laughs> Quit throwing out babies in bathwater, Troy! Throw, I go through so much bathwater. You go through too many babies. With those bathwaters. I guess. Keep the babies. You can expel the bathwater. Keep uh, the babies. Water ain't cheap. Babies are way less cheaper. That's very true. <laughs> After recently paying off a baby, I can tell you they are way less cheaper. Quit throwing out those babies. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't have. I don't think I have much else to add. What do you this. think of Max eventually ending up with Lucas? Um, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I like I liked uh, them diving more into Lucas, especially his like fucking bratty ass sister. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really good. I like that. Um Yeah, I, I really liked her ending up with Lucas. Because really he doesn't have he's on the adventure kind of with uh Dustin for most of the season. Yeah. But, like, he also doesn't have as much screen time as Dustin. I think Dustin was, like, a runaway hit from season yeah, one. Yeah, Dustin so was a given a lot more time in this season. So they needed something more for Lucas. And I liked that it was, like, a romantic interest. Yeah. And I also like Max in that group uh, dynamic, too. So I never was bogged down with, like, yeah. that kind of a thing. I liked it. I liked yeah. the uneasiness of, like, young love. <laughs> I liked it. Oh yeah, like it, it's definitely like, it's it definitely struck me as a genuine middle school relationship where right. they're just like, what do I do? I don't want to be seen holding hands. <laughs> That'll out me as me actually liking a person. Yeah, even though they're pretty much in eighth grade at this point. <laughs> uh, so I like that, and I like that Dustin he got enough screen time in like all the rest of the second season that. He doesn't really get a love interest in this. In fact, yeah. he's almost turned down at the dance at every turn. Yeah. And it takes Even Mike's though he sister. gives himself Steve's hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. But, like, him and Steve have a lot of time together in this. Dude. Which I, I love. Yeah, I know. Like, Steve is. He's ugh, great. Steve's so good in this. Yeah. Fucking so great in this. Yeah. <sighs> that nail bat. I love that nail bat. 
<laughs> can't go anywhere now without that nail bed. Calm down now, Troy. <laughs> you gotta fuck that nail bed over anything else. Man, I'm gonna my grow up my hair and just make a nail bat and be Steve. <laughs> and there you go, be Steve for Halloween next year. <laughs> next year, where it's not relevant. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, I don't know anything else that I'm trying to think of. It was good. Yeah. And oh, for uh, like a television show for Netflix. I couldn't. I was trying to find the production budget for Stranger Things. I'm assuming it had a lot, but I thought all of the effects were really well handled in this. Yeah, like the demi dogs are like, yeah, they're good. They're passable. Yeah. Um, and then um, oh shit, there's something else I was gonna bring up. I like that scene where they were uh, trying to trap Dart, and then like, cause like. Up to that point, like, you just think that Dart's the only one out there where you're like, right. oh, okay, good. So they're going to grab him, whatever. And then, like, three more, like, show up behind him where you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then that's when, like, shit goes bonkers where they just show they have, like, unlimited amounts of these fucking demo dogs where you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I, I like the reveal of that where you're like, oh, fuck. They, now they're fucked. Right. Oh yeah, when it like when they go to that facility and like all of like the, these demo dogs are like down in this pit and they're just climbing up and there's looks like dozens and dozens of yeah. them. And you're like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, like well yeah, well, well just when they're in that junkyard and they're just trying to trap Dart, and then they're like, okay, good, now they got Dart, and then they're like four or five other ones show up behind Steve and you're like, oh, where what? You know what it would have made it if Steve would have looked at the side and went. Clever girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Molly Pop said that when they were showing up behind them, too. Oh, great. Oh, man. But, yeah, okay. Other other than that, like, Stranger Things 2, great. Definitely worth checking out. Really good. Yeah. I well, liked it a lot. Do you want to grade this thing? I'll give it I'll give it an A-. minus. I really dug it. And, yeah, I, like I said, I wish there was... Because Mike was so prominent in season one, I wish they gave him more to do in this. But the fact that they branch out and they give more what seemed like side characters in the first season more to do in this season, I think kind of makes up for that. And yeah, other than that, I I, I really enjoyed it. Like I'll give it a solid A minus. Yeah, I was also gonna give it an A minus. Um. I would have almost put it near perfect if it didn't have that one stinker episode in there. Because <laughs> yeah. I would have overlooked the whole kind of dart thing. But, like, I, I don't know. That one episode seven, like, I thought it was like a ugh, grinding halt. <laughs> like, I did not like it at all. And that would I would have nixed that. And I would have almost, it would have been A plus for me. Yeah. I think I like this season more than I like season one. Yeah, I would say that too. Which I would have never expected. Yeah. Like, what second season is... Because it's, it's like... It's, a, it's aliens, dude. I, I know. It's like Terminator <laughs> 2. Some shit. Yeah. It's Empire. They take they <laughs> took everything that they built up from season one, they bumped it up to, like, a fucking action film. God. It was great. I loved it. It's like fucking James Cameron walked in and put an S in front of Demigorgon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh... So, well, besides uh, Stranger Things 2, is there anything else you had time for this week? Oh, shit. Well, uh, on Halloween, I decided to expose Molly Pop to Saw. She, which, has she ever seen it before? She never saw Saw before. 
Have you ever seen Saw? Never saw Saw. <laughs> and um, watching it back, it's okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the acting in it is terrible. I remember the acting being over the top. <laughs> it's so bad. Even Danny Glover, there's like scenes in there where like he's trying to act like he's like passionate, but it comes off as a crazy person. Huh. Where huh. like there's like a scene where like he's yelling at a picture of his partner where he's like, Are we gonna get him, Sing? Yes, yes, we're gonna get him. <laughs> he's like, Oh my god. And then like that guy that uh opposite uh fucking Dr. Gordon the the photographer guy, mm-hmm. he delivers some lines in there where you're like, "Are you? Do you realize how much of in a shitty situation you are? Because you're delivering like these dumbass lines. Like he has like a line in there where he's like, "This is the most fun I've had t- without lube and shit." <laughs> we're like, "Oh my god, man, <laughs> that's terrible." Uh... But like, no, like Molly Pop said, she pretty much like. How I reviewed it when I first saw Saw, she was like, I like the ending. Other than that, it was kind of like all over the place. Huh. Huh. I guess but, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I... I knew the acting was over the top, especially when it gets to the end. But I guess I... I yeah, guess I even... seen it in a while. Yeah, even Carrie Elwes gets kind of out there at the end right. where he's just fucking throwing shit at a cell phone being like, show them to me! Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, it's very over the top. All right. Hey, I mean, I I still had fun watching it because it's so (laughs) fucking out there. And, um, uh, I saw two superhero films over the weekend that I've seen before. One, soured me on it and another one made me appreciate it more okay uh the one that soured me on it i think it's the end of the era troy i did not like my second viewing of the punisher with tom jane oh really oh <laughs> i don't know like i went back and rewatched it and then like i liked up to where his family dies <laughs> well no i'm like in terms of the movie okay. in terms of the movie like what they were building up to i liked where his family died but then when he gets to that apartment complex and they introduce fucking bumbo yeah and what's his name dave and fucking rebecca romaine it is such like not to sound sexist but this movie is a fucking pussy okay. <laughs> like like, it feels like a movie where, like, they wanted to make a dark film, uh-huh. but they were so fucking scared that they would drive audiences away that they would throw the most, like, cheesy bullshit things at you to lighten it up that it almost completely ruins the entire film. Hmm. Like, even when, like, that... That really cool scene where, like, he abducts that one dude and he convinces him that he's using a blowtorch on his back by, like, rubbing a popsicle up against him and, like, cooking meat. Yeah. Like, that's cool. But then, for no reason at all, they cut to the hallway where Bumbo and Dale are talking to each other. And they're just like, this is scary. And they're like, what's he doing? I don't know. I don't want to find out. And they, like, <laughs> rush into their, each other's rooms. And it kills all the tension and everything cool about the scene altogether, mm. 
where I'm just like, I almost want to turn off the movie right there because it was like, it's so dumb. Hmm. Like, they're just throwing these characters in to fucking kill any tension because they're so scared that they're going to drive audiences away by some of the bullshit, by, by some of the fucking, like, dark shit they do. Hmm. And I, I fucking, I, I was surprised I got all the way through it because I was, there were some times in there where I was just like, Man, fuck these side characters. They're <laughs> killing the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Like, even that scene right before the Russian shows up where they have dinner. Right. And Rebecca Romaine just, like, chimes in, like, I think we should all say what we're thankful for. And everyone's answer made me roll my eyes so hard, I think my almost, like, fucking dislocated my eyes. <laughs> Every answer is so fucking dumb and so fucking little kid. And it's an R movie. And they're having, like, they have Bumbo saying, like, I'm thankful for leftovers because I'm stuffed. (laughs) What? Are you a fucking Teletubby? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is this bullshit? (laughs) It's so dumb. And John Travolta, like, I thought I liked him at first, but he delivers lines so over the top and in such a manner where I'm like, are you a person? Uh. (laughs) Like... There's like a scene where they're like, we found out who we're, we found out where he is, and he's like, well, maybe he didn't die because he wanted me wanted me to kill him, and then he goes to this huge diatribe about like, expect like like making up this bullshit story about like, well, I, I just I just think maybe I should I think I think I should kill him I I think there's the reason he's alive is because I should kill like, I get it you want to kill him <laughs> fuck you fuck you, like it's ugh. I I went into it being like, I kind of want to watch it again. And I went into it and like the more it went on, I got more and more like I fucking judged myself. Like, why did I even like this? Mm. Okay. I might have to go revisit that again because I still remember liking it. Oh, and dude. I've seen it often enough that I can I know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't forgotten about these yeah. things. It struck me in a way where I, once they start getting into the stuff to try and lighten it up, like I, it kills the movie for me because it felt like, it felt like the people that went into it genuinely wanted to make a dark superhero movie where you're even conflicted about him in general, hmm. but then they get so fucking scared that they're going to drive audiences away that they throw in these side characters that are so cheesy and over the top that it kills any tension that they try and throw in there whatsoever. Yeah, I was always aware that, like, Dave and Bumbo were obviously cheesy, like, almost cartoony characters. Borderline, like, little kid. Like, they look like they belong on Sesame Street, almost, at some points. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if I just kind of, like, knew what they were all about, and I just kind of tune out when they're on screen. But I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll watch it again yeah. and see what I think. I remember when this came out, I fucking loved it, and I bought it on DVD. And uh, the thing that always stuck out to me was that they had deleted scenes. And, like, there's so many deleted scenes on one subplot altogether that I fucking... It stuck with me where I was like, that would have been really fucking cool for this. In terms of, like, the Punisher as a character, because it makes you conflicted about who he is. Where, like... The, the black guy that's his partner that they show in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, they reveal that he's the one that gave 
uh, Howard Saint the information to find him and his family. Mm. But they do it, but he gives him the information because Howard Saint threatens his family. Mm. So they do a thing where the Punisher, like, visits him every once in a while, like, leading on that he's slowly figuring out that I'm pretty sure you're the reason why they found me. And he's like, no, you're, you're, you're being crazy. It's not me. It's not me. And then there's a scene, like, near the end, like, right before he goes to the nightclub where he shows up at his house in his bedroom and he point he pull he puts a gun on his coffee table, and like points a points a fucking like machine gun at him, and he's like, like you know what you did, I'm unlike everyone else that I'm gonna deal with tonight. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do it yourself, and like he basically like sits there with a fucking like M16 and like watches this guy like kill himself, mm-hmm. and I like that because it's like. It that's what fucking the Punisher is supposed to be like. He's so in his own uh, code that he even starts doing things where you're questioning his motives. Where it's like this guy that was pretty much has the same motives for for like ratting you out to why you're getting your vengeance, but yet you're holding your motives above his and you're making him kill himself. Mm. Yeah, those those scenes are in like the version I have. Like I have the director's cut. Yeah. Which is not as it's not good. Like yeah. the theatrical cut is better than the director's cut. Because well that scene is in it, which I I like that part. But there's also other scenes in there that are thrown in that totally do not help the movie whatsoever. They yeah. just add to the runtime. <laughs> and it's like, ugh. And, and there's not an option to watch just a theatrical cut. You, really? you have to watch the director's Ooh, cut. Oh, fuck. So, like, I, for whatever reason, I don't have the original one. So I'm just like, well, <laughs> I never want to watch the director's cut because I saw it once. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that cut again. It's got boring shit in it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I've seen that scene. And I like that. Yeah, I, I just like the idea of, like, them bringing him up as a dark character where, like, he gets so into his own code of ethics that he starts making innocent people kill themselves. Like, yeah. granted, it's not a good thing that he did, but he's so stuck on the you should be punished for what you do that even people that really don't deserve what what's happening to them are being murdered. Right. And I like that idea. Well, you know what's weird about, like, that Punisher movie is that he has no qualms about, like, outright murdering, like, goons. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, the bigger targets... He makes other people kill them. Yeah. Like, John Travolta kills his wife. John Travolta kills his best friend. Well, he wanted... I think... I feel John, like... like... He, like, makes his son... Like, he doesn't outright kill him by shooting him. Yeah. He makes him hold this bomb. It's like, if you're strong enough, you'll live. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. So, like, the only one he, like, kills is, like, John Travolta by, like, strapping his... Oh my god, it's so over the top yeah, how he kills that, him. Yeah, yeah. He blows up a parking lot, <laughs> strapping him to a car that's like going in neutral through it. Yeah, where it's <laughs> a shot that's obviously like a dummy with a bad wig on, where it's just oh, like being dangled behind a car. It's so bad. And then they pan up and it's... A skull. He made yeah. the Punisher's... Oh my god. Yeah, that was... I always thought that was hokey, but oh. I'm like, whatever, the movie's over. It's fine. It's... Tr- I... I want you to go back and revisit it because it's really not as good as I thought it was. Even Rebecca Romaine is like 
eye-rollingly terrible in this. All right, I'll check it out. It's... I think you're exaggerating a little bit, but no, I'll, I'll I'll check it's, it out. It's bad. I ugh, it's bad. But okay, a movie that uh, maybe uh, got me a little more onto it. I remember when we did our our uh, top ten last year. I gave this number seven. Uh huh. Um, I really like Civil War. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, you're just gonna be like, whatever. But that like, was my like, number one movie. Last I know, year, I know. I like, the, the, I think I've only seen it one time, and this is the, the I've watched it all the way through. This is the that's the only time I've ever watched it all the way through a second time. Uh huh. And it's yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um. Even though I'm not fully sold on like Iron Man's side, I I love that all the people on his side have different reasons for agreeing with him, uh-huh. whereas everyone on Captain America's side was like. Just kind of because he's doing it. Yeah. Like, even, like, I think the person that I uh, uh, side with the most is Black Widow, where, like, she almost kind of agrees with Captain America, but, like, she is only doing it because she knows how uh, governments work, and it's like, this is a very small thing to what they could, they could literally be doing to us. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is like a sign of good faith, where... I don't agree with this, but doing it will make them get off our backs a little more from when the next time something gets fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, from the point where they split on like, what side are you on? Like in the book, when they did it, it was obviously you're on Captain America's side because yeah. Tony Stark's an asshole and he's yeah. like treating everybody like an asshole. But in the movie, it was more of like an even split where you could see Tony's side. It's like. I think it's a smarter decision to work with these governments because then there's diplomacy and we're just not rogue people going out doing whatever we want. Yeah. And where that's where I found like an issue with Captain America. He's like, well, if you could help, we should help. Yes. But if you're essentially like a weapon and you're going in unsanctioned anywhere else, that's like a, you're like causing war yeah. to happen. It's so like, that's not necessarily good. But no, I, I, watching it this time around, I saw both sides where I, I saw it more from Black Widow's side because I feel, I still think Tony Stark's a fucking asshole. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I saw it more from Black Widow's side where it's like, okay, we did a fucked up thing and now they want us to do this. This is a sign of good faith that we're not going to be a bunch of rogue weapons going out there fucking shit up. We're showing that we can play ball when it comes to actually like agreeing to things. But then, like, uh, on Captain America's side, like, he is kind of torn on it until he goes to uh, Peggy's funeral uh-huh. when, like, his her uh, daughter gives that speech where it's, like... Something about a tree? Yeah, where it talks about, like, <laughs> like you have, you, like, you stand, like, you stand firm. Like, even when people, when people try to get to you to, like, try and make you go on their side, you make them come to yours. Where, like, that's where he gets that idea where it's like, okay, we agree to this, then wants to keep them from being like, oh, shit, they agreed to this really fucking easy, let's get them to do this now. And then, pretty pretty soon, you're just working for a bunch of commercial agencies that are not really wanting you to protect the world, more or less protect, like... An agenda or yeah, something. Yeah, protect, like, financial fucking shit, where it's like, there's a billion people that are dying of a tsunami down in, like, down here, but... We got these oil fields up here that we really want you to protect to make sure that nothing happens to them. You work for us. If you don't work for us, we're going to arrest you. 
you're doing this instead of saving all these people. Yeah. So that's, I can see both sides. Right. Where it's like, like Captain America kind of sees it where it's like, sooner or later, we're going to be this way. But if we give in too easy, then they're going to take advantage of us. Yeah. Right. Um, that and the action is great in Civil yeah. War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the action was fantastic. I'm still not completely sold on Zemo. I think he's still kind of dumb in his, in his right because he's pretty much doing what the Avengers did to him when he blows up that fucking van. Yeah. So it's like, how can you see yourself as more... How can you see your actions as more righteous when you're legit killing other families with right. what you're doing? <clears throat> yeah. and I, All for a book? <laughs> I can't remember his, all the details of his plan vividly, but I want to think that the last time I watched it, I'm like, he had to make sure all these things were in place for things to work. Yeah. And if one was out of place... Then his whole stack of cards comes tumbling down. And the down. first card was blowing up a van and killing, like, seven people. Which, the reason he's doing all this is because his family died. Yeah. So he's killing family members <laughs> to avenge his dead family. <laughs> eye for an eye, I guess. Who knows? But... And uh, I'm still not sold on Zemo. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of him in it. Yeah, I. But other than that, I I loved it. I would probably, if I was given a chance to redo my list, I'd probably put it higher than seven. I liked it a lot. Yeah, going right. back around. Good deal. I haven't seen that recently either. I've seen it more recently, The Punisher. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, all right. Anything else? Um. Well, last thing I saw. To go back to what I was talking about with Will Ferrell. I saw The House with oh, him okay. and Amy Amy Poehler. It's dumb, but I. Had a blast watching oh, yeah. it. I <clears throat> heard it kind of got like panned. So yeah, I was like, eh, maybe I'll skip. And this I can one. see why it would be, but fucking Jason Manzukis is really big in it too. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's it is dumb as fuck, and it's a stupid premise. But I, I had fun just watching it. All right, there's a lot of dumb humor there. I was just like, I watched it like on a Thursday night, like at eight o'clock, and I'm <laughs> just like. I don't give a shit. This is dumb. I'm just going to have fun with it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, the only thing else I've been into is uh, I watched a few new episodes of the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm on Sunday when I couldn't get Netflix to do anything yeah. for me. And uh, it's still good. It's still right. good. I don't know if it's captured the charm as like the first. It's like, I don't know. Season three is really when it hits its stride for me. And then, like, that through, like, season, like, six or... Like, three through, like, six or seven are really, really good. Yeah. And then, I don't know, season nine is okay. I don't know, it's, like, shot differently and everything's in high def now. Yeah. And there's some shots in this that they don't... Would never have in earlier seasons. So it's, like... I don't know, a highly processed Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. But Larry David is still Larry David. He's still abrasive and everybody hates him, which I like. <laughs> so, like, it hasn't lost that at all. And, uh, I don't know. I, I still get, I would still recommend anyone to watch it. Yeah. I'm still, like, on the second season where I'm watching him systematically offend every, <laughs> uh, every, every network known to man. <laughs> oh, yeah. While, while, while uh, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is trying to sell her show that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. 
that's a good season or a good part yeah yeah i love him uh is jason alexander in that season too yeah where he offends him because he bitches about how he has to keep going to his office <laughs> yeah yeah Ah, so good yeah that's good but anyway that's that's pretty much all i've been into from what i can recall not a lot of time as i was saying down to the wire awesome. to, again i i, I hear you i hear you uh well next week jt what do we got down the, the pipeline big Big Marvel release. That's right. The Taika Waititi. Yes. Release of Thor, Colin Ragnarok. That's right. And uh, so we got that coming up. I'm trying to see if I can see it on Sunday. Ooh. May. We may see it on Sunday as well. All right. Want to get together, maybe double date. Be into it. All right. Let me know. Be into it. All right. And also, don't forget about our shitty movie tourney. <laughs> uh, we got, what was it again? Uh, the One and... The One and Jason, Jason lives. lives. Yes. So vote on that. Friday the 13th, part six, <laughs> Jason Lives <laughs> and The One. Yes. Uh, so we got that going on. Otherwise, JT, where can they get a hold of you? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also Bucky for everyone on Instagram and Hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Cause I'm a 14 year old girl, Troy. Very good. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at Troy to the max on Twitter. You can find us both at review review pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are also uploaded at facebook.com slash review review pod that's also where uh we are doing our shitty movie tourney uh choices or whatever they random are. movie tourney oh yeah that's right shitty random movie tourney there's a few good ones in there troy i don't know you're keeping me in the dark so per, far per so far request. so far to you they're shitty <laughs> yes <laughs> uh uh, all of our new episodes are also being uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Uh, you can also find our episodes on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes. And if you use iTunes, why don't you use a star rating or a comment? If you like the show, it helps other people find the show too. And if you got something long form to say, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yeah. So many things. Looked at uh, some of our stats on Podbean. Yeah. JT. Good? Yeah. Still good. We have a few, almost uh, 700 total views, I think. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Majority of our audience is from the United States, but a good chunk still from Australia. Good day. How do you like that? Love it. I would love to hear from somebody from Down Under. I think I we lost Jude. I don't know where he fell off. I meet you, Jude. I know. But even uh, though I mispronounced and said you were gay a couple of shows ago. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> very confusing because for a while he was emailing under his roommate's email. It was a whole That's thing. That's right. His roommate's name is Gabe, wasn't it? I might might have been. I we, I've got the proof. I've got the emails to back that. But anyway, yeah. I, I would love Jude. for Jude. At least let us know you're alive because Please. we worry. We worry. I'm staying up all night. I'm call. I'm trying to call you. Well, you don't call. You don't call. You don't write. <laughs> we miss you. Yeah, but I would love to hear from our listeners down under what. Uh, oh, yeah. What you think? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. love to just have more input. We yeah. got uh, some minor input. I guess we never read like what uh, 
Dinosaur Neil thought of Stranger Things. But he Oh, did he put it? He replied to our uh the review of Repod Twitter. Uh let's see. I what do you say? I'm loading it up right now. Don't you what worry about it. What do you say? Don't you worry about it. I'm loading Troy. it up right now. Okay, here it is. Uh question posted. Stranger Things 2 will be reviewed tonight. What are your thoughts? Dinosaur Neil liked it a lot. Like first season more. All new characters were amazing. Sean Astin especially Ooh. didn't like the Eleven and Dart plots much. We mostly agree with him, except yep. I think I like second season better. Also, oh, follower Mark Floto uh, at Floto Doctrine. Yeah, uh, he replied to Dino Neil Man and ourselves. He said, "Wrong. Second season was much better. Free to operate without so much. What's going on? Do agree about Eleven though." Uh-oh. So there you go. People not riding that uh, so high on that 11 train. We're going to start a fight between Dino Neal and Mark Flotron. <laughs> Flo- Floto. Floto. I think they're co-workers, <laughs> so they're just talking <laughs> shit to each other. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to set up a underground fight between them, and they're going to watch them fight to the death. Great. On which season's better. Uh, I'm also going to be looking on... Here we go. I'm just checking our Gmail just in case somebody oh. came in Did on like the wire. Did like eight people vote for uh, Green Hornet? Now I gotta change it. No, <laughs> you know that's not a real thing. No, we don't got we don't got any emails either. So God damn it, that's all we got. Uh, that's all we got. So next all week, right. yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok Take plus up. the next round of shitty movie tournament. That's right, as you were saying. I sorry if I <laughs> changed it without your permission. But, uh, no, there's, there's some good ones in there. Don't worry. All right. I trust you. Okay. This friendship is built on trust. It is. And not telling each other anything. At least this round's better than the last round. Oh, much so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, uh, next week, Thor 3, Ragnarok. Yes. Colon, get it. Get yourself some, or whatever. That's That's it. Colon? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we...